Los locos kick your ass. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the Bipolar Rock and Roll of the Sultan of Slits, God, Father of Gash, the Genetic Jackhammer, the West Virginia Rattlesnake, uh, three-time West Virginia Podcasters Association Man of the Year, it's old Dutchikins, episode 191 of Pillow Fort Radio is here, first episode of the new year. As always, I'm joined by the Allegheny Ape, the White Samoan, the Vanilla Gorilla, former Intercontinental Champion. You ever heard the story about how he won that, John? I have. Okay. All right. He is, oh, uh, the Boomer Bog Trotter. Oh, it's Yucky, Potato Six, over there. (laughs) And as always, returning champion. The Rebecca De Mornay of Regenerative Farming. The Rebecca Remains Stamos. Oh, he's even better looking. I don't um, even know if Rebecca De Mornay is. Rebecca De Mornay is a handsome woman, but she's no Rebecca Romaine. No. I'll tell you that right now. The Rebecca Romaine Stamos of Regenerative Farming. <laughs> the undefeated uh, claw machine guy, operator, champion. Yeah. Claw That's, Machine World Champion. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Master. He, well, he masturbates to people doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's been kicked out of so many a dojos. lot of places. Yeah, so many dojos. <laughs> That's old Johnny Morgan, the uh, the Dirty Shame, a.k.a. Bone Cruncher, a.k.a. Juna, a.k.a. Um, um, Bubs Master. I'm, the, I'm a couple of different kinds of masters. Master of uh, your domain, of course. BJJ Masturbator. Yeah. Bub's Master. And Bub's Masturbator. And Bub's Masturbator. Yeah. yeah I, I check his penis out every now and then. Because he runs around and you know he could get scraped on something. So sure. To make sure it's not infected. Any excuse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. Of course he does. I'm touching it right now. Checking him off. Come on. Do you, do you mind the stepchildren whenever you're doing that? Too? <laughs> <laughs> His balls no, are gone. Just tug on him. Just tug oh. on. Give him a flick. I'll hey, you know what I did, even if you don't have balls? Uh, oh, God damn it. I probably shouldn't talk about this. This is embarrassing if my mom listens to this. Anyway, she knows a lot about me anyway. Um, I was jerking it the other day in the shower, and I have one of the showers you can take off of the thing, and I put it on the hardest thing that you possibly could. Like to shoot out of the thing, and I put it right underneath my sack. Neat. Right on the taint. And boy, howdy, did that enhance things greatly. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what. What? (laughs) I was like, holy Jesus, why why haven't I been doing this? And I realized there was a girl I used to date. She'd she'd take her thumb and really press hard on the the, uh, frenulum there. Yeah. uh, The taint. And just really get at it. It's a perineum, isn't it? That's what it should be called. Friends use the frenulum. The the gooch. Right there on the gooch. Just really press hard on it. 
and uh, really, I'd really blow loads right in the back of her head. Neat. So, uh, if you if take showers, I don't know if you guys shower or not. No. And if you have a, a thing that comes off here, just put it right there on the old taint. You'll uh, you'll feel some. Uh, you'll see some sparks. <laughs> not not the LA sparks. We're not talking about the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> who, who nobody is ever talking about the WNBA <sighs> It really is bad, right? Ah, fundamentals, <laughs> shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, a bounce pass, some bitch <laughs> Man, she really Quite is. a good chest pass <laughs> she, she is really tall for a girl Ooh, ooh, look at that entry into the post Ooh, a nice little bounce pass Do you see that textbook layup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they shoot their free throws underhanded. I don't know why guys don't do it because it it is more accurate, far more accurate. Oh yeah, just give the old toss. Yeah. That's how Ollie won in uh, Hoosiers. Well, you're you're the ball. You're letting go of the ball a few feet closer mm-hmm. to the hoop instead of just parallel with yourself. Yeah, you're going out here, and all you have to do is just lay it up over the rim, and nobody's trying to block it. It's illegal, right? So, but anyway. Now that I've given my... I'm going to give weekly masturbating advice. And <laughs> a new segment we like to call... <laughs> did you bring your writing prompt with you? I didn't. Okay. Is it on your phone or... I can go get it. You don't have to go get it. We can just... Is it in the car? No, it's at the house. I, hey. took, it, I took it out of my lunchbox. We can, we can do that next week. But I, it was good. I think I know what you turned it into. I like Let's discuss that now. Okay, I gave him a writing prompt last okay. week, and it was something along the lines of, uh, uh, um, you, they tell you that five minutes isn't a very long time, but the five minutes between when my heart stopped and I was awoken by the EMT seemed like I lived multiple lifetimes or something like that. Okay, here's right. what I did. I did use that. I told you to, you could yes. rearrange it and make it make more sense. Right. But I did use it, and what I did was... Johnny Utah is slumped against a desk in in a in a, in a like a room in an office. And Johnny Utah is the character from Point Break. Of course he is. From uh, this is for the people that don't know. Yeah, the, the, for, the, for the who don't the know. sexy surfing cop from the movie <laughs> Point Break. Yes, we've been working on a way to make this a thing for two. And years. I think I, I think it's really good what I did. Anyway, <laughs> he slumped against the desk, and on top of. A table behind him, there's like an altar with a human skull on it, and it's got a candle, and it's flickering. flickering. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's going, and he says to himself, uh, I says to that's myself, what, I says, I says to myself, I says. There's there's dead people. He's been shot. He's dying. Like, there's people all around the room. There's like five guys he's killed. They're Jamaican gangsters, like, <laughs> fucking, mark, like fucking mark for death. <laughs> and... um I wanted to make it kind of corny, but also good, you know. So I thought, you know, that's really corny, but it is is a, you know. But anyway, um, and should, should I add dramatic music? You can. Okay. I wish I could read it though. I mean, we if, we, you, if you want me to pause, yes, I'll go get it. Okay, it only take you five minutes. Actually, I'm going to pause and we'll come back. And we're back. Let me find some dramatic music if you don't mind. This is important to me. Okay. Oh, you hand wrote it. Yeah, I forgot you don't do the word. Pro- you don't have the word process. Sometimes I do. See, this says best dramatic music ever. You better live up to it, my friend. Gotta wait for this ad. All right. How's that? 
That's good. Okay, he couldn't stop watching the candle. Its flame, its flame danced atop the wick while consuming it, and he managed a weak chuckle that turned into that turned into a cough. Every man becomes a philosopher when he's dying, he thought. Even you, Johnny. Johnny Utah was slumped against the desk in a dim and murky room. The air was smoky from both candles and gunfire, and it smelled like shit, piss, and smoke. The candle sat atop a human skull, which in turn sat atop a, sat atop a small altar at the back of the room. He thought it was probably some voodoo bullshit, considering the, crumpy, the crumpled and bleeding bodies scattered about the room. Black men, dreadlocked, Jamaicans. They had been young, lithe, and fierce. When Johnny had kicked in the door, a shotgun blazing and screaming, they had gone for their weapons rather than running. The man closest to the door lay in half, his entrails splattered, splattered all over the floor. The others were in better condition, but fully as dead. The man behind the desk, the former Tom Thomas, or Black Tom to his friends and enemies, had been the one who killed him. Standing calmly in the lead-soaked bullet melee, he had calmly aimed his thirty-eight and pumped three shots into Johnny's chest and shoulders before the slug... Before the slug sent him packing to the deepest hell Johnny could conjure in his rage-crazed mind. Johnny had badly flint, barely flinched when the bullets slammed into him, and then he made Black Tom's face disappear. Look, Ma, magic. Johnny chuckled and coughed again. He looked at the candle and watched the flame dance and consume the wick. That's what a man is, Johnny thought blearily. Everything else in the hellish room fading except the flame. A wick, and life is the flame who consumes him. Lightning awoke him, lightning crackling through his chest. It came in waves, darkness, absolute and deep, and then the blaze of lightning. Images danced in a crackling lair, his hands when he was just a boy grasping a football. His parents hugging and kissing him, and Joey has removed a silver football helmet. His leg bent in an odd, sickening angle, and men standing around him staring in horror. Another shotgun in his hands, belching fire as he blew apart targets in the pouring rain, his mouth tasting spearmint. The craggy face of Angelo creeped in a hideous yet lovable grin as he rumbled his rasping laugh. Tyler's eyes, her eyes so blue and sharp, so luminous, turning from disdainful and harsh into brimming with love and dancing when she laughed, then dull and lifeless when he found her, his hands bleeding as he pounded the street outside their home, his hands again bandaged now as he cleaned and prepared a shotgun. The candle, the candle, wick burning, flame, da- flame dancing, burning, dancing, the wick, the wick. And then he's alive. Johnny looked up at the woman leaning over him. She was pretty and young. Her face was flushed and sweating, and wisps of her brown hair clung to her forehead and cheeks. Good God, I think he's conscious. Can you hear me? He nodded. Can you tell me your name? John. His voice was a rasping whisper, but clear. John Wick. Oh, God damn it. That's good. Was it good? That's good. <laughs> That's good. I like it. That's something you could sell. People, people, you know what I mean? If you, well, what you've done is you've, you've created the beginning of our fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. John Wick Rises. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty good. That's I, pretty good. I even, there was a part I was going to put in that I forgot after I was done where Bodie was was the one who said that, that a man's life is. Bodie is, uh, Swayze. is Swayze's character. And Bodie was the Bodhisattva. He was a, that's a, you know, a Buddhist term for a yeah. teacher. And he was the one who said the saying. I was going to do a scene where they were standing in, you know, somebody's living room and the floor was, I mean, and the back door was open and the ocean's out there roaring. And they're standing inside looking at a candle and he said, that's what life is. He said, it's a candle. And then every man is a wick and the and life is the flame that consumes them. So I like that you, uh, it has a little bit of a, uh, the, uh, 
uh, usual suspects things where he just picks stuff from around mm-hmm. the room as to the story he's telling. Right. So yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. That's the, that's the beginning of John Wick Rises. Yeah. Yeah. So many questions. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about tilt that back a little bit. Thing about there, what had happened was in the, in my story is that him him and Tyler after the whole fucking thing with Bodie and all the guys had died from the from the ex presidents that they had actually found their way through it and gotten married and had a really good marriage. Well, he stayed an agent after that. And I think it was going to work the time on in between um, when Bodie was at Bell's Beach and died during the, th- the thousand year storm or hundred year storm, whatever it was. And Tyler had been murdered by Jamaican gangsters. He was investigating and working into and harassing because they're, you know, their gangsters are pretty brutal people. So they found his wife and killed her and he found her when he got home. And then just instead of doing the right cop thing, he just cleans a shotgun and goes and fucking kills all of them. <laughs> so, but that wouldn't work because he would have been, he would have disappeared after that. Like, he couldn't be a cop and kill those guys and then go try to make an arrest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't do that. Like, he's he's either fired or arrested himself for murder, even though it's retaliation for something that's awful. Can't do that. So... And they were, that's parts from the movie. Like when he was at the beginning, at the beginning of point break when it's raining and he's got the shotgun and he's going through the, through the, the trial at the FBI. That was, that's in there when he, he was chewing a piece of gum. I was like, I remember that. I'm going to put that in. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty good. I like it. That thank might you. be the, my favorite thing that you've written. Well, thank you. I've read, that's the only thing I've heard. I've never <laughs> read any of the other things. Uh, <laughs> I pay zero attention, but that's, that's good. I like that. Thank you. But I, you, I, yeah, I do have a, a little bit of a complaint. Sure. You Where's the diversity? You didn't do Keanu's voice. <laughs> John. Have you seen the John Wick John movies, Wick. John? I have not. Oh, I, my God. I know you would love them. Yes, you would. Yeah, because I'm not normally a big you know action guy, but I, I, everything I hear is like, it doesn't matter. You know who loved them? Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> so, I loved them. And I, I'm not usually a big ridiculous yeah, me action guy. Yeah, I was. But I kept hearing all these, because I listened to a bunch of nerdy podcasts like Chris Hardwick was going on and on about it. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Like a Kung Fu type movie? And also, it makes it more believable because I know that Keanu Reeves is a bad motherfucker. He's legit. Yeah. He he does all the things that he does in the movie in real life. Except for not as good, probably. They make him he, look a little bit better. He well, sure. He I mean, can't, super he can't transcend time and space. He cannot do that. He's not Johnny Mnemonic. He's, he's that's Johnny Harmonic. <laughs> I was <laughs> Johnny Harmonica. He's in a fucking. Uh, he's he's in of, Dog Star. One of our friends uh, is a, a rapper named Johnny Harmonic. God. He's good. He's actually is really he? good. That's, yeah. uh, I'm sorry for a white that. person. It's very good. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's Appalachian hip hop. Yeah. I don't Why know not? What I've been we told. Hillbillies rock till the coffins close. That's pretty good. <laughs> I kind of like that. He's good. Um, I can and I can continue that story. Like I can. I almost know. think you should just do like a a page or four paragraphs or something every week and come back. You could just keep expanding on this and just keep it going if we like yeah. it that much. The John Wick, the Johnny Utah John Wick Chronicles, and we, just and you could, could even you could, could jump do, around in time or whatever, yeah. and you know whatever comes to you. Right. We, we could do a teleplay. Start do, doing old timey <laughs> radio, and uh, we each do. Well, a we character. have to hold a fucking. Yeah. Does that sound like old timey radio? <laughs> I wrote something in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Um, I, I am a writer. Like I, I that's something I always. I, I've always had a talent for somewhat. 
course, when I was young, it was very rough. But there were moments when I go back and read some of my old stuff when I was a kid, and it wasn't bad. Some of it's god awful. Uh, there's moments whenever I go back and I read some of the lyrics to my songs that I wrote when I was a kid, and they are just as bad as they should have been uh, for a 19 to 25 year old. Yeah, it's all just garbage. <laughs> there's some stuff that was pretty good. I think, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> it's it's what I, I remember the first song I wrote and I was like, boy, that is some bullshit. <laughs> that is just trash. That is the worst thing. <laughs> and being like, this is really good. I'm profound. I wasn't. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I I always wrote fantasy or sci-fi. Like I, this I, is your. I, I like that. Fucking gritty, raw, real world shit. I'm going to try to start branching out and doing different things. And I was told by somebody that I shouldn't do fanfic. And I was like. Who, I, it, who told you that? My girlfriend. Well, she told her to shut the fuck no, up. No, she knows what she's talking about. With well, that. I don't, know about that. I don't books. think that's fanfic. Well, You're it's, making a whole new thing. Well, I was. No, but. But I was saying it's for a writing exercise. Yeah. So. um, You know, it, it's. I would write that stuff just to polish my skills and because I would want to write it. Isn't know? that how everybody does it, though? Starts off as somewhat, I guess. When you're a kid, you like you write a Spider Man uh, sure, comic but, book, something like that. But she, her point was, she didn't know that I was doing it as a writing exercise. She thought well, I was trying thought, to get something published. Well, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm doing not that. saying that. Well, I mean, we can make a movie out of this. Well, well, yeah, I mean, we can make a movie out of it, a la fucking Lethal Weapon 4. We know, <laughs> we know people that have yeah. high definition cameras. Yes, we do. And. <laughs> But I'm just saying, and, and she was absolutely right. She's like, you know, that's, she said, there's nothing really wrong with it, but if you want to write something, do something bigger and profound. And she's she's really brilliant, and she knows books. You know, if, she knows books a lot. So um, I just, uh, that's uh, ever since we talked about that, I was wondering, well, how would I do that? And then at work, I said I would write it. It was getting down to the wire. It's like, I got to write that. So I sat down. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to imagine what, what's going to happen here. It's going to be have to have to be after the fact because things are always more powerful after the fact. So because then you have to explain how they got to that point. Why is Johnny fucking Utah from Point Break sitting in a room with five <laughs> dead Jamaican men? Let's learn how this fucking happened. So you know, um, I do find it a little bit racist that the only black people in the story are dead. I mean, I, I just have some some questions like, were the black guys were the were the black guys surfers or no? He had moved to another. This is moved to another. Did they test their hair follicles to see how much pollution was in? <laughs> there was plenty of pollution, but it wasn't from the ocean. It was <laughs> weed and whatever you put in dreads. I don't know. But um, Frisco does does Patrick Swayze's character come back? No, he's dead. Damn it! But he well, was going to be mentioned. Like I said, he was going to be mentioned. He comes back yeah. as a force ghost, in, like in God, Star Wars. <laughs> You're so radical, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, <and> Tubular. <laughs> and they're like totally like you know he's like a spirit guide. Yeah, yeah. They're they're totally bros in the spirit world. I kind of want to watch Point Break again. I love that movie. I think I might just go ahead and buy it. You know, it's one of those. Movies. It's been so long since so I've seen it, and I was tempted to watch the new version. Uh, no. And I was like, "That's disrespectful." It's just. Not- it's just like watching a new version of Footloose. Footloose was perfect. There's no reason to make a new. Footloose. Or the Karate Kid. Yeah. yeah, the fucking Karate Kid is awesome. 
The first, the first, no. Oh, okay, yeah. No. Oh, no, no. If, if we're talking about the uh, the one that Ralph Macchio on YouTube, the yeah. Uh, series, yeah, that's great. I'm talking yeah. about the one they did where they, they had the, like the black kid, and he wasn't Will even Smith's do- kid, Jaden Smith, and he yeah. was doing kung fu. It wasn't even karate. Yeah, I don't know. It actually wasn't a bad movie. I didn't, but watch it's it. not the Karate Kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Karate Kid. Some of those things are hothouse flowers. They do not go beyond a certain point, and they can't live outside that outside that realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 80s movies like that are hothouse flowers. They are not going to work in any other... You're not going to remake Goonies. No, you're not. Even though they're supposed to be making a sequel, how the fuck are you going to do that? Well, what what you can do... Have you ever seen Super 8? It was shot in Weirton. J.J. Abrams. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's sort of a Goonies-type movie. It's sort of like... um, um, uh, Stranger Things. It has like that type of '80s vibe, except for it's set. I don't know when it's set, but it's a modern fucking movie. It's just that J.J. J. Abrams is a fanboy, and he steals, which is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed mm-hmm. to you're supposed to steal sure. vibes, and 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 he made it something brand new. Super Eight is a very good fucking movie about like a sort of has. Is, there's elements of Stand by Me, mm-hmm. um, Goonies. Um, so it's Lost the du- so it's the Duffer Brothers. Yeah, it's sort it's yeah. sort of like the Duffer Brothers. I love the Duffer Brothers. Yeah, that's great. Show. The only thing I've seen them do is Stranger Things, but it's fucking great. You know what? I think they're the Duff Est Brothers. <laughs> there are none more Duff. <laughs> they like to drink Duff. <laughs> I'm sure they do. There are none more Duff. I think this might be. <laughs> no, this one this this episode is clearly the rise of John 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 Wick's what do you call John Wick rises John Wick rises. <laughs> That might be the parenthetical. Yeah. There are none more Duff in parentheses. Just a, just a really long title. Yeah. For John. Yeah, that might be it. But yeah, I like that. I, I could give you, we could give you another writing prompt at the end of the episode, or we could just keep going with that. And give me another writing prompt, because this will be something we come back to, but let's see what else I can do. Okay, we'll do I wanna, that later. I want to stretch. Remind me to do that later. Do. Okay. This time we'll actually do it on the show. Anyway, John, how have you been? We spent enough time on Chuck for the first. Sorry. I'm great because I'm not injured. That's good. You you said you told me yesterday that you've been grappling and being mistreated so much that your ribs have toughened up so they don't uh, yeah hurt anymore. Well, I was I had I had a rib injury right off the bat when I started training the one side and then that healed and then the other side got injured and like we're talking like it's hard to sleep kind of like not broken but and so those finally healed up and now because I'm just getting smashed in jiu-jitsu so much of the time. Like, there's this, you know, technique where you, you do knee on belly, which is like you get on top of someone, just put your knee on their belly and kind of bounce around and just put your weight on their shoulder and, like, you try to prevent them from breathing. Mm-hmm. And that happens to me a lot because <laughs> because I'm, you know, I'm the worst the worst guy in the gym. So guys are just, like, putting their knees and and, you know, and just, just constant pressure, just, like, like fucking, tr- like, like, giving me CPR, basically, but with knees and elbows and chest and just... It's like you can't breathe every time you try to to try to take a breath. It's like they push down even further, and you're like, you know, it's kind of like having an asthma attack. Can you tap? Oh yeah, you can tap. You can tap. Um, Absolutely, but um, but because I've been getting all this pressure on my ribs, I I can just feel them hardening up, and now like I can take like like I took a a couple sidekicks in karate, and it was just like probably would have hurt me two months ago, and now just I'm fine. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. There's a guy along those lines. There was a guy I saw on some special. I can't. It was something about martial arts. And every day, he would get up and punch steel. 
doing tap 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 mm-hmm. and keep doing it and it creates I, I thought there's no scientific basis for that but indeed there was yeah. you're creating mm-hmm. micro micro cracks in your bones which grow back stronger yeah well there, then, I mean there's guys who who will train their fists to the point where um like it's just like one soldered together knuckle mm-hmm. but then you lose mobility because you're actually like micro fracturing mm-hmm. it and you can actually do damage that way. Another thing they like the old school Japanese Chinese guys used to do. Sensei Abbott was telling me about this. The guys that he trained with would go just like jab their hands into sand, mm-hmm. like, a, uh, like a tub of sand, for like an hour before they start training, just like toughening, strengthening all those muscles and hands, so that you can you can use them in a fight and not break them. Yeah. That. Um Muay Thai guys, they chop down trees with their with yeah, their shit. That Russian girl, da da da, and she's punching that fucking yeah. tree. That's a little girl too. Yeah, she's probably twelve. Yeah, they don't fuck around. It's terrifying. These and, are hard people. And the same thing happens with your neck when you're training jujitsu too. It's like when when I first started, like I just I was doing like judo falls where you have to fall like and safely like learn how to fall and you're like landing on the mat. Yeah, and you're supposed to keep your chin tucked. You know, so your your head's not supposed to hit the mat. Just like taking a bump and wrestling. And the first time I did that, I was so out of shape that my my neck my you know my head hit the mat. And now that rarely happens because um those neck muscles are starting to develop, and I'm getting choked all the time. So I'm constantly. I don't know if I want to learn this or not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks getting choked, but it's also it's also kind of addictive. It's because it's like it's like you get up and it's like. I don't know. You get a little bit of a high from it sure. without realizing. John's going to die of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Wearing a Batman suit. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that adds a whole different element to it. I like <laughs> wearing a Batman onesie. Remember, remember the character that he yeah, played? Yeah, he really liked onesies. Always wanted a Batman onesie. And the other character he played the other character wanted to keep it away from was him. Was dead set against him? Yes. Dead set. I didn't get it. Yeah. What a cunt. <laughs> what a real cunt. <laughs> that character. That character was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Shit. What was I going to say? Something about how great I am. Oh, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. Top five in this room right now. So, mm-hmm. And there's only three of us. That's Bub and Baxter. Oh, okay. Yeah. They rank. They rank. I they like are them. rank. <laughs> I've started uh, doing, uh, yesterday I started. DTF, D- DTF D- yoga? D- He's down to fuck and he's yeah. doing yoga. Uh, yeah, with, whenever you get the kit, it comes with a, a mold of DDP's cock and you just jam it in your ass yeah. while, you're, while you're doing yoga. No, I started doing the DDP uh, yoga and um, they make it to where you almost have no choice other than to buy the whole year. It's the one month is $34, three months is $58, and a whole year is $85. So you're like, well, it's like eight bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. So or seven bucks a month, something like that. So it makes sense. And then now I'm I have a commitment, and I put my phone number in there. So if I slack off, I feel like DDP is going to call me and bitch me out. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get bang. <laughs> but for people that don't know, explain a little bit more. Like DDP, what is that? Diamond Dallas Page. He is a professional wrestler from the '90s. He started wrestling. He started in the. He was business. a manager. Yeah, as a Start, manager, yeah. and then he decided he wanted to actually start wrestling. And it was he was thirty five when he actually started. He uh he worked his way up. He was he uh he got the power plant. Yeah, they had him at the power plant. Okay, but I remember he was just kind of 
he just had so many gimmicks all over him. Like he always had a cigar. Yeah. And like uh, yeah. he had the giant mullet. There was uh, <laughs> sunglasses. And he'd say, good God, all the time. Yeah, and, and that girl with diamond women. dolls. God. He had all this, all these gimmicks. And then it, whenever he shaved all that off, he had, he had like this working man uh, type of uh, gimmick. He was but, drunk for a while. He was a drunk. Remember that? Yeah. He'd come and lay in the ring. Or, but, know. um, and he worked his way up. He had a great match, a feud against the Macho Man. Macho Man put him over. And uh, Macho Man put a lot of people. Over. Yeah, he did. But he, but Macho Man didn't have to put anybody over. He decided he was gonna, he was gonna put Hogan Dallas over. Used people as props. Yes, he did. He didn't put anybody over. But uh, then he ended up becoming the champion. All this stuff. But he was, he was so old when he started. He needed to figure out a way to, to uh, keep himself in shape and get his body right because uh, shit stops working. Yeah, like his spine and stuff. So he he started doing yoga and, and um he liked it, but he developed his own sort of system where it's not about stretching as much as you flex everything all the time. You're all all the time. Everything is tight. You keep your ass tight. You 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 try to pull your feet together while you're standing. So you're inside your thigh. All this stuff you're flexing all the time. Every you move everything really slowly. And I'm sore, and I didn't lift a thing. I even saw it. It was it looked it's impressive. I liked it. But it's also nice because like he's very whenever you're doing the thing, he's like talking to you and he tells you that you're doing great and he said, And you know what? If you if you're just starting this and you don't and you, you can't do everything fully, just cheat a little bit. I don't give a shit. Uh my back I don't give a shit. Yeah, my back awesome. my back's hurting a little bit right now. I'm gonna use a chair for this one. And he'll cheat with you so you don't feel like a piece of shit. He seems like a like a real genuine cat. You know what he I mean? Is. I, I heard him on Rogan. He was uh, on Rogan. Yeah, a couple months awesome. ago. Rogan fell in love with him. And uh he, he he didn't seem like he was trying to shill anything. He said if you if you uh send us an email and you can't afford it for a year, we'll give you fifty percent. We'll figure something out. That's I want awesome, I want dude. people to to get out of because you can do it in your house. Yeah. You don't have to be out there and because I wouldn't go to a yoga class, you know? And people it's like the worst people we were talking about. These, the, this, this subculture of gym people. Yeah, they are so. Some of them forget they didn't walk into the gym yeah. and able to do everything they did. Yeah, and they like, well, here we got a newbie. Well, what the fuck were you? You know what I mean? You just walked in here able to bench press four hundred pounds. What the fuck is wrong with you? Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It's just. And you have that probably in anything. In yoga, you've probably got it. Look how they're doing that downward dog. Yeah, I'm actually pretty good at the downward dog. It's like yeah, it's like when, when earlier when you know when uh, Chuck walked walked in on Dutch while he was doing yoga, he was in a very compromised position. Yeah, because it, it looks stupid, and, I, and he didn't know I was I had started it. And he he was, <laughs> was he's like, in a position called um, rising cock. Yeah, and I was on my back. <laughs> I was slapping. Wasn't no lot of rise. I'm going to tell you. Legs spread. <laughs> Come on up through. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's going to work for me. I, I bought the entire year. Um, uh, it's not. I'm only doing the beginner stuff, so it's not so easy that you're not. It feels like a waste of time, but it's not so hard that you want to quit. And that's what the big thing is. Like the push-ups that you do, like you go down slow all the way down, and then you hold it. For three seconds, then you come back up. And he even says in the video, if you can't go all the way down, don't. Just do a plank for a while. Eventually, you'll be able to do it. And that, that sort of makes you feel better. I could, cause I can barely go all the way down and then hold it like that. And then, um, he, he, he makes you feel like it's okay to suck at it at first, cause you do suck. 
it's kind of they're kind of difficult movements if you don't. Well, that's one of the best things I ever taught in uh, Adventure Time. What, what did yeah. he said? The first step to being really good at something is kind of sucking at something. Yeah. Fucking Jake said that. Yeah. Like that's some very poignant shit coming out of this very odd cartoon. Another you know, thing from Adventure Time is, hey, let's be stupid together forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing about you know the my BJJ training is like I'm you know one of, might be the worst white belt in the gym. I don't know, but um, the fact that I just get constantly get my ass kicked and I get choked out constantly. Um, is like the 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 speed at which I'm learning. I'm never going to be able to attain again once I get to a higher level. It's like it's kind of a wonderful position to be in because you're learning so much so much faster mm-hmm. because you know sh- because you got you don't have shit right. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like if you just first start doing bench presses, you're gonna have gains a lot faster than you will. Oh yeah, after you've yeah. crested, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah. kind of a wonderful time to to do it because you get there's a potential for reward, mm-hmm. you know. It it inspired me. I, I watched all these videos of people that do the DDP yoga, and like there's people five hundred and some pounds, and I'm like, I'm way better off than that guy, and he's doing something. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck? I mean, I'd go power lift and stuff, but that's really just keeping me at the same weight and making me strong. Right. I'd like to be smaller, you know, you get a little bit more self confidence. I'm. I don't know. I don't. I want to be more muscular, but the same size. If that makes any sense, like uh, that does make sense. I'm the same size I was when I was in high school, mm-hmm. but it's I'm just fatter, you know. Like I'm I, actually, I can wear the same clothes. I'm actually about 80 pounds heavier than my last than my senior year of high school. I was 190 pounds my senior year. I was 240 my junior year. I lost 50 pounds in that year. I haven't been under 300 pounds since I was in ninth or tenth grade. I can't remember. Mm. But I look great. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I want to. I want to get down, and uh, I want to be able to fucking lift my leg above my head. That would look weird for me because I'm never going to be below 225 pounds, even if I lose a shitload of weight. It's just not the possibility for me, right? It, just because I'm a Samoan. I'm, well, me too. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're never going to be. If I, if I if I got down again to 190 pounds, I'd look like I was dying. You know, yeah. it's just it's not on my frame. You get that big, you know, large bone muscular frame. There's and fat. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's that. There's a video of a guy who's a wounded veteran. He, uh, doctor said he'd never be able to walk unassisted again. And then he started doing this DDP yoga, and it shows this whole thing, like of him starting, and he's like falling and busting his ass, but he's doing it. And and then by the end of the video, the motherfucker's standing on his head, and then doing a split with his legs, and then doing this, and then hopping back up, and it's ah, that's amazing. Yeah. And this, he's running. He got. He, they said he's definitely never running it, and he takes off running it, and he's lost 100, 140 pounds or something. See, man, I, I think doctors do that. Why do you think they do that? I mean, they know they should know. I don't know. They should know that the, the most powerful thing is your brain. You know, a, a positive attitude can really make all the difference. You know, so they don't know why that is, but it's true. So and some of them are just so negative and so pessimistic. I, I, it's got to be because they're just so busy. They got to get people out and get more people in to make a living. Because contrary to public, they, they, these general practitioner doctors that are working at these, uh, where like at the VA and stuff, those mm-hmm. guys aren't making a lot of money. No, so they got to get people in and out. And the general, like at the the Fayette Clinic that I used to go to, 
that dude, like, I was kind of glad when I got him because he's fat and he needed he needed assistance walking. So this motherfucker's not gonna preach at me. <laughs> 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 I know that he had like a, a cart that he'd walk around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, you hold you, my sandwich. You shan't preach at me, sir. <laughs> shan't. But uh, like, so I don't. I don't know what it is. Like he 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 did talk to me for a while. That that doctor and figured out some shit. But um, overwhelmingly, doctors are extremely negative. I had a doctor give me Seroquel, which is it's a it is an antipsychotic for people with severe. Bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. What he, I told him that I, I was a little bit depressed and all this stuff, and he gave me a survey to fill out that said Seroquel on the top of it. And I filled it out, and like it had questions on it, like, have you ever stayed up all night? Uh, and I was like, well, yeah, me and my friends used to stay up all night drinking and writing songs and stuff. And so I clicked, yeah, uh, hit yes on it. And like, oh, well, you're bipolar, sir. Here, have this Seroquel. Have this antipsychotic. He told me to take it in the morning, and it was like I was as drunk as I'd ever been. I had to tell my boss at the time that uh, I couldn't operate any uh, machinery because my freaking doctor told me to take this crazy antipsychotic. And I went back to him. I said, "I'm. you can't just give me this stuff and tell me to take it in the morning. He said, no, I told you to take it in the evening. No, you didn't. He's like, you get out. You never come here again. Gladly. Gladly. I never went back there again. Fuck Damn. that guy. No way. That I, it was insane the fucking dose that he gave me. And I was I mean it did feel kind of good being all loopy like that, but I don't uh, I have to do shit. Right. I'm around things that could kill me at all times at that job. But and yet if you were to, you know, use some substances and get yourself all loopy to self-medicate or whatever, uh, if it if it wasn't prescribed by a doctor, all of a sudden you're Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a heathen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a free sample this motherfucker gave me to hook me and to keep coming back there and keep getting. That that one thing happened to me. Dad sent me to his doctor, who was a pill pushing quack. Oh, Doctor Vinnie Boombots. <laughs> doctor Bag of Donuts. <laughs> um, no, and he took my blood pressure. I was a little high, but he only took it once. And he was going to put me on blood pressure medicine. You had a white like, coat no. syndrome. It's the first time you ever yeah, met this no, guy. No, I have it every time. Every time oh, I go to the doctor, I have white coat syndrome. And I said, it'll come down. You know, I said, you know, if I calm down, it'll come back down. He said, oh, no, blood pressure medicine. You have, I was just like, you've seen me one fucking time. Not only that, but it's like blood pressure can be treated in a whole lot of different ways. Yeah. If you're a young person, you know. What do you uh, qualify as young? Under 50? Something like that? Yeah. I think that's... I'll consider that young since I'm almost 40. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 40. 41. You know, you're not... You're not... You're not at the point where your age is prohibiting you from making lifestyle changes. Yeah, that are going to have be massively impactful. Like, you want, drink one, some celery juice and start walking three times a week. Yeah, <laughs> your blood pressure will go down. That yeah. is one thing a doctor has never told me to do is, is to um, change my diet. And they have told me to get more exercise, but they've never told me just to change my diet at all. No, they don't study nutrition. They really don't. They don't know shit. Anyway, but I'm doing DDP yoga. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. Hopefully, it works. Hopefully, I keep doing it. The yeah. work, workouts are under an hour most of, that I've seen so far. So, well, well, hopefully, it'll be the thing where you get a buzz from it, and you just kind of want to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. Like so that's the thing. It's like I fucking hate driving, and I hate paying for shit. But I like, excuse me, I like 
all this martial arts stuff. I'm doing enough to do all this driving and pay and pay my my dues and everything because I like it that much. If it was something I could just do, in, you know, in my house, which I can somewhat, but there's know. some things you can do. But it's do you have a heavy bag at your house? No, hmm. not yet. I was going to get Dutch's or you something. You can have mine. You got to get a stand or find somewhere to hang it from. I was going. I, I don't like those stands. They kind of get in the way. They don't. The, for one thing, they're not high enough. And they move. And they slide and tear yeah. up your floor, and they make noise, and no. You uh, just have to f- get a good beam to hang it from. Just hang it from a from the floor beam. joist or yeah. whatever. That's what I be I like did. Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. When he, <laughs> and he had the rope. He climbed up into the fucking loft. No, I was, I was, I've got a whole... I mean, I've got all these spare bedrooms. I was going to put a room upstairs that's just got the weight bench and everything in it and a heavy bag, and maybe get some mats and just have a, a martial arts workout room up there. Put a stereo in there. and There you go. I listened to classical today when I was working out. Did you? Well, I was in such a bad mood, such a depressed kind of mood. No music was sounding good. Like, I was looking for stuff, and it all just, you know, you have those days, I was just like, I don't want to listen to anything. Everything's making me worse. You know what I do when that happens? Turn the music off. I don't listen to anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's kind of weird when you're working out, because you can hear yourself breathing. Well, I did that for a while, and it was okay. And it's like, well, I want to listen to something something that will will calm me, because I was also having a little bit of anxiety issue. So I put on classical, and they played, they played Beethoven and Mozart, a bunch of good stuff. I have objectively, like you know, gathered metadata on myself when back when I used to run and whatever work I was I was doing, lifting weights or whatever. That if um if I've got the music on, my performance is a lot better. It's much much harder to perform without the music motivator. That's, that's what Rogan said about it's like running. It's, it's like as powerful as pre workout yeah. or something. He said, Rogan said that when you're running and you listen to some music to get you pumped up, it's like a performance enhancer. It absolutely is. Because mm-hmm. I would find that when I would forget my MP3 player and go run, I would get a lot more tired. You know yeah. what I mean? I would have a hard time. I would, you know, I'd have a hard time gritting it out when I would normally be plateauing. I would be like struggling. There's these things that they, uh, I guess you can download that are like running buddies that'll, it's like zombies are chasing you. You're being chased by a pack of wolves or something and it gets you to run. Like, you'll start off at a jog, and then, like, oh, no, the zombies are going to... And you just go faster. Look, I hear those are fun, but I'm not ever going to run. You're putting an emotional element into something. It's like... it's a te- It's like... Because otherwise, you're just fucking... Do, do, step, 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 step. Move my arm this way. Move my arm that way. Foot, foot, step. I will sometimes... You know. at, I, I do say that when I'm running. <laughs> when I play football, <laughs> I would sometimes imagine myself... That's another thing I was t- talking about. Fantasy literature is very powerful for this, because there are so many heroic... Even more than superheroes, they're su- such heroic characters. And you, if you imagine yourself as one of them, it would make me work really harder. Like, and it also made me tougher against the elements and stuff like that. Or, like, what would that person do? Or I yeah. use anger. Anger's good too. Just like, just imagine, like, like this is a life and death. Like, I've got, mm-hmm. I've got to beat this motherfucker up. Like when I'm training. Yeah. Just imagine that it's like my mom's ex boyfriend, or you know, or whatever, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um. One of them was uh, I just I, I I take all the things I don't like about myself and I say and I throw them out there and say I'm going to fix this, and then I start. That really makes me you know when I don't feel like lifting I'll imagine like this other guy will lift. What are you going to do? You know so yeah, I use I use negative emotions as a motivator more than I more than anything else. It's yeah. like that's one of the things that has made me do the the good things I've done in my life have been mostly because. Of like what you're talking about, like mm. s- like s- personal growth, or like, or just like, 
you know, using anger or sadness or something like that as fuel mm-hmm. to do something good. I, you know, that that's just because that's just been my, you know, my experience with life. Some people are just naturally happy. They're like, hey, I just I feel like running ten miles today yeah. because I'm having such a great day. That's not the way it works for me. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's more like it's more like I, I have to do something. I feel terrible. If I don't run today, I'm going to feel bad tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, there's so many, so sometimes it's just the joy of doing the thing. Like I love doing this. Um, the podcast, me too. (laughs) Well, I do, but, um, no, whatever exercise you're doing, like, you know, back exercises for me are just a joy because I'm so strong at them. So good at them, you know? Bench press is not such a joy because I'm not very good at it. Never have been. So, I mean, you're pretty good at it. I'm okay. I should be better off than what I am. You can you know? probably bench You can bench press probably twice what I can or more. Well. I don't know how much I can bench press or you, but. But if anybody's ever seen me, uh, again, not to. If anybody's ever seen me do a back workout, sometimes it's freakish. Some of the stuff I can do. Like, bent over rows with 315 pounds. Three plates on the fucking bar. And, that is freakish. And it is not... It just looks weird. And it's, <laughs> and it's not difficult. Like, I did one, and I could have done five. But, you know, it's also lower back stuff. It's like, I need to, you know, because I do feel a twinge when I do that, because it's a lot of weight. It's pulling you down. So, But 225, I could do it 15 times. It's not difficult. Some people can't deadlift 225 that many times. I was going to say, so, uh, 315... That's more than most people squat. Yeah. And he's doing that with a, a bit over. That's pretty impressive. And uh, for a girl. <laughs> One arm rows. Like, a lot of gyms I go into, even up in Charleston, don't have a heavy enough dumbbell. Like, 120 pounds is not, it's, it's too light. Like, I can do it 15 or 20 times. I want to have something that I can do five. So I have to build a dumbbell. I have to get a bar and stick weights on it, and it's a 150-pound dumbbell I'm slinging up sometimes. You know, that's... I'm curious. Have you ever have you ever tried switching it up and doing doing 10 to 15 reps instead of the... I've read so much literature and all that stuff that it's not effective. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if you just... Just, just try it as an experiment and see, see if it, see if it makes you more sore. If you, if you, you know what I mean. Just, I don't know. That's sure, I, I should, I, I have tried it, and um, well, it's like you, just like you're saying, it's like what you, what you've been talking about. It's like you, you're doing the same things over and over again. You need to switch some shit up. But one thing that I have been doing that I that that I need to change. I know I lift weights a lot, but I, I don't commit. Like. I had to consciously say, okay, here's what I'm going to do this year. I'm just going to build all these. I've got a set goal at the end of the year. I want to bench press 400 pounds. I want to squat five. That's what I want to do at this time next year. Not unattainable. Like, that's a, those are big numbers, but they're not unattainable. So that means I have to build five pounds a week, you know, and I'm going to commit to that and do it. I don't care if I look worse. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's going to make me feel better if I'm moving this weight. But that's just this year. If I feel like I want to do something next year, that's what I'm going to do. I switch up too much. Like middle, I'll be in three months and be like, I want to do some more reps. And I'm going to stick to that. No, you, and it's actually been proven that muscle confusion is not a good thing. Like once you start, you know, what is my, I've heard the term a lot, but I don't know exactly. It's what, what my, they do with fucking CrossFit. Okay. I mean, it's it's a bunch of you know. I'm I'm not a big believer in CrossFit. For one thing, I think they're full of shit. I think that ha- I think that a, a 
a large percentage of them are on fucking steroids. Yeah. I mean, uh, and they say they're not. I, I was like, no okay, is that. there a cat? No, I don't either. But when saying you're not, I have a problem with that. I admire people who Just take steroids and come out and say, yeah, I take them. This is what it is. I'm like, I respect you for that. I maybe not respect the action, you know, because you're, you know, but because then some of them who do look down on people who don't and make fun of their numbers. I'm like, if I was taking what you're taking, I would blow you out of the fucking water and you know it. You know what I mean? I've run into that before where I've has been as strong as a guy taking steroids and I do what he can do and it drives them nuts. They can't stand it. And, and, uh, you know, and then I've run into guys who, you know, are just some of the guys even who take steroids would have been freaks before they ever took them. I mean, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and and you know, I won't mention anybody's name on the air around here. Yeah, go ahead, it, fuck them. No, they do? if they want to get this fucking work, they can get this fucking work. <laughs> I don't think we. That one guy I know can. I saw him bench press four twenty five twenty five. That times. is stupid. I saw him bench press five hundred pounds ten times. That's insane. What the fuck? Yes, he's. <laughs> On something But he's doing the work But he's got genetics On his side too yeah. He had it before He ever did Jesus him. Christ Yeah dude He could go the, To the combine And There was no There's nobody in the NFL That could touch him There's no two guys In the What's NFL that 40 though Not good <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's about my build Except about 50 pounds heavier Rock I mean I, Where's this motherfucker from? From Charleston That is insane I'll show you a video of it. It's on YouTube What? And it's and it's reps. It's not, you know. People talk about CT Fletcher and shit. And this guy he brought up called the Hulk. You know, I can't stand those motherfuckers. I like CT Fletcher. I don't like. He's he's, he's okay. But the guy he brought up this guy, this guy, the Hulk. He said he's the best bench presser. I'm like, no, he isn't. This guy from Charleston murders him. What's your bench pressing one time? He does ten. You know, does he uh, use reps and stuff that like the slingshot thing? Not he. He'll wear a bench shirt on occasion. Equipped? That's not equipped. Five hundred pounds ten times is not equipped. <laughs> That's raw. That's insane. So he might be in a loose bench shirt, but it's dude, it's unreal. Like and he's and he benches more than he squats and deadlifts because he's such a tremendous bench presser. And he and what he squats and bench press deadlifts are impressive as well. Like in the fours and fives? Sixes. He's seen Ooh. I've seen him deadlift six seventy. You know, Jesus fuck. But that's not a great deadlift considering that well, yeah. Franco Colombo, when in the eighties, when he weighed one hundred and eighty pounds, deadlifted seven twenty. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, I mean, you have to understand there are people deadlifting a thousand pounds. Well, uh, the the mountain, the guy, the mountain. He uh, yeah, he, he could have repped that. He has the record. Now. I saw that. He, he could have done it one more time. It. Yeah, and um, he barely bent his legs. Yeah, he. It was really stuff was like deadlift, very it was, lower it was, back. It was more Romanian. I might start deadlift. I might start deadlifting like that. I feel better in doing them that way. Yeah. So I barely lift my legs when I deadlift. I mean, I and I take them. the bar all the way down to the floor and touch and bring like, but uh, a Romanian, you kind of just stop right. But I'm, I do go all the way down. But anyway, yeah, he goes all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy <laughs> on that he's bar, a, he's a really. <laughs> he's a really uh, He's a good guy And uh, And then there's A few guys From from that group of guys They're just cucks Or they're just Fucking ridiculous strong And they're all Genetically Better than the rest of us so Before they ever started So you're saying That I shouldn't call myself The genetic jackhammer 
No, I'm saying you can still call yourself the genetic jackhammer, okay. but I'm saying my humor is what's genetic. Not, not my <laughs> but maybe prowess. we should quantify it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. No, but the, uh, you have. I don't know, man. It's just. Uh, well, what I get, my genetics is mostly just the severe depression. Potential diabetes. Definitely diabetes. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's genetic. I think I'm going to eat my way into that one. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to head that off of the past, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I need to fix that Dude, myself. It's going to be hard to do that yoga when I have to cut off my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'll be able to do the leg split thing because yeah. your feet will be off there and they'll be lighter. Well, that's one thing that they do. He has programs for people that. Or uh, limited mobility, like mm-hmm. you can you can do it sit in a chair, and he'll let you, and he'll start you that way. Or you can lean on a chair, mm-hmm. and they'll do that. I think it's pretty good to get people going. Sure, but listen, motherfucker, I've set this up for you. Go, yeah. I, I really, I'm, I'm, but I'm sorry, John is not. <laughs> well, your thoughts, John? <laughs> yeah, you kind of took over with the. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's the weightlifting that. stuff. Yeah, that's fine. That. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, that's, I'm in. John will get plenty of chances to talk, right, John? I, Shut up! <laughs> I knew he was gonna do that. <laughs> you can I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm just gonna go over here and sit in the corner. John is literally sitting in the corner. <laughs> by Dante. Nobody puts Johnny in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Gray is sitting over there with him. <laughs> original one with the nose and all. She was way hotter with the nose. I, if I had never seen her before, I would say the one without the nose was hotter. But since I knew what she looked like. Before, give me the one with the nose. That's what I'm used to. Maybe we should keep these here. Okay, I can uh, yeah. catalog those. Well, do you want... You might want to reference it. No, okay. I, I remember it. I could have actually probably read most of it aloud without even seeing the paper. You guys want to do favorite things? Let's do that. That's kind of what we've already been Got doing. Got a few. Got a few sitting in this room with me. Yeah, that, that idea, yeah baby. That idea is my favorite thing. Doing favorite things? Yeah. God damn it, John. You're so good at this. You might win uh, podcast co-host of the year this year. Is that a, does he give that award? Well, he gave gave it to Chuck last year, but he's he's a, he's a featured player. He's not really a co-host. Yeah. So he just God sort of, damn it. He just sort of made up a thing to give Chuck because he felt bad. I think Dutch does that just to make me bring my A game. <laughs> Try to inspire you. Like Dutch will be laying, it'll be a Brian song moment. He'll be laying in his deathbed. <laughs> I always <laughs> thought you were a great <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> just kidding, you suck. <laughs> I'm here to motivate. That's all that's what I'm for. I'd be a great football coach. It's like ah. Chuck, you're still not officially a co-host of the show. <laughs> I'm bequeathing this co-host, the, or the podcast, to the two characters that John did. <laughs> Red-headed gay guy and big titty lady. <laughs> Favorite things. What do you got this week, Chuck? Um, well, I finished uh, Fire and Blood. And that is the Game of Thrones book. Yes. Uh, it didn't end how I thought it was going to. It didn't go through all their history. Like it, 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 it stopped short of uh, even a couple of generations short of uh, Aegon the Unlikely, which was Egg, and with Sir Duncan the Tall. Uh, but that's because I don't think he wanted to reveal all the the exact circumstances of like their deaths and stuff because they died in Summerhall. The place burned down. Um. So I started this other book called The Elven Bane. It's by Andre Norton and Mercedes Lackey, two female writers, and um, diversity. Well, yeah, (laughs) 
it, it's a it's a if it, it's an original idea. At least it was back then because this was written in the early eighties. And um, in this story, elves are evil. They're well, not, maybe not even necessarily evil. They are overlords. They they all humans are slaves in this. Or nearly all of them. There are free humans. Humans are slaves. <laughs> and then dragons are in it. And dragons are not are kind of good guys, but they're just kind of on their own. Like they they avoid the elves because they know it'd be a costly struggle between them. And the elves are formidable. They have they have magic and superhuman strength and stuff like they're that. Chaotic good. What the elves? The dragons. Yes, exactly. Well, I'd say chaotic neutral. Neutral good. Now, is this these classifications? Are these uh, it's like D and D? D and D. Did you play D and D? No, I I had all the books and I read about it, but I didn't have any friends. The books were really I wanted cool. to play. I know people that play, and I never played. And it seems like it's so much fucking fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. We, we should start playing it. We should start doing D and D. I want to start, I, but I want to start with the original. I'm going to look for it online. The original basic red set. Yeah, which was the coolest fucking thing. Now it's you all, remember it's, it's it? too it's too complicated nowadays. But you can work into it. I, they had the first. You started with uh, with basic, and then you could go to. Uh, uh, I I don't remember the set after that. There was a master set too, mm-hmm. and they came in a red box. TSR. This okay. Somebody needs to make a documentary about TSR. Teleservice representatives. No. <laughs> TSR is the who Wizards of the Coast took them over. TSR Wizards was, of the Coast sounds like a mid 90s hip hop act that had one sort of hit. <laughs> yeah, they, they went on tour with uh, with Souls of Mischief. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but John knows what I'm talking about. There, there was original. They actually released just a, a, a whole thing called uh, Art and Arcana. And it's all the uh, artwork that was in. Okay, good. And he's almost home. Um, it was all the artwork that was in Dungeons and Dragons. And it the and this is iconic. I'm going to punch it up here. Is Dungeons and Dragons is what the kids in uh, Stranger Things are playing? Right? Yeah. Yes. I have um. Um, I don't mean to derail what checks. No, go ahead. I, but I have um. I have a board game that was pretty popular in the '90s called Heroes Quest. I remember that one. You, yeah, I still have it, and it's 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 like it's basically like a watered down Dungeons and Dragons that takes place on a, in a board game setting, and um, that game is fucking fun. We actually were playing. I was playing it with some people. I probably played it like we probably played four or five times. Did Bradley play that with you? I don't think I ever played it with Bradley. No, but I still have the game, and we could. I could. I can be. Um, oh yeah, that's very familiar to me. Yes, I can be the dungeon master, and you guys can be the heroes. See, I've I've. Uh, there's a podcast, uh, Harmontown. Dan Harmon, he uh, he's the creator of Rick and Morty uh, community. You, if you know who he is, um, Jesus but he, Christ. Uh, he uh, um, on their show they do a regular podcast, sort of like this, where they run their mouths, tell jokes, shoot the shit, and then at the end they do a role playing game. And it was Dungeons and Dragons for a while, and it sounded like so much fun. Of course, it's a bunch of really funny people doing it too. And, but like, there's it, it sounded like a lot of fun. Well, okay. Let me break it down for you. Here's how the original... Break it down! Here's how the, <laughs> the original basic set was this, and John will remember this. You had character choices of magic user, fighter, dwarf, elf, halfling, cleric. And I think that was it. And they did thief. not... Yes, thief. Thief too. 
Um, and you had to play the race as a class, like dwarves and elves were a class. It got to be later where you could have a dwarf fighter or a dwarf magic user. You know what I mean? Like you got to pick a different race, and, which which made and, it more complex but more fun. And like whenever you like you like encounter somebody that you need to like. Uh talk to and like persuade or something the dungeon master plays them right yeah and you have to like right. the dungeon master is so God. it's sort of like really like you it's sort of like an, a fucking improv thing yes like, it is i can, I can understand why 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 crazy fundamentalist christians would not like it because the the d the, the dungeon master essentially is is um he's a being god god mode of the whole yeah. thing I was thinking though, okay, here, this is really interesting. If you guys will bear with me for me to take over the podcast again, I'm sorry about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a documentary about the beginning of Dungeons and Dragons. It was Gary Gygax. They haven't done that? Uh, no. Uh, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman and a few other people. And they all used to play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, then. They had created, uh, they, they went into advanced Dungeons and Dragons. They created something called Dragonlance. And Dragonlance was an advanced world. I've heard that, that one too. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. They had Forgotten Realms too. Forgotten Realms is where Dritzdor and the, the Drove Fighter comes from. But then there was this giant power struggle. Gary this Gygax. Is battle music. That's what it says. That's awesome. Then Gary Gygax, like, got out of the business, kind of. Gary Gygax got out of the business? Yeah. Best Gary. damn service <laughs> Best damn salesman in the office <laughs> To Gary <laughs> But uh, Okay and then Wizards of the Coast took it over They had a dispute with Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman Because With Peg and Tracy Well here's the thing that happened They wanted them They were under contract to write this book and, the, and But they had this character And they wanted to use it in another book They said you can't do that that's ours now they're like, we created him. Doesn't matter. He's property of us. It's basically a bunch of bean counters and jerk-offs who took over this company. They might have been good, good businessmen, but they were assholes. So he's, and, they, and they basically told him, you know, we're taking over this. It's going to be what we say. And he said, and, and they were under, um, under obligation to write one more book. And they had written uh, three, six books, the Dragonlance Chronicles and the Dragonlance Legends. But Dragonlance Legends were three of, the, three of the best fancy books I ever read. Chronicles had their moments where you could tell it was beginning writers, and they their writing skills increased exponentially over six books. By the end, I, w- I was crying by the end of Legends because it was really That's good. That's because you stubbed your toe. Um, but anyway, and they had to write one more book, so they went to them and they said, and they didn't interfere with what they were writing. They said, you know, you're going to write it, whatever. They basically pulled down the pillars of the world behind them, just killed all these fucking characters, and like fuck you, and they walked out. Turned the lights off. Yeah, when they left. yeah, and 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 Dragon and uh, Wizards of the Coast did almost not recover. But what what had to bring them back was Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. They begged them to come back and write books and, and make the world live again. So they did, hmm. but it wasn't the same. And uh, that book was called Dragons of Summer Flame, and it was a great book. But I, there could you could even make a, a, a dramatization movie about that whole thing, about how the bunch of nerds sat around and made this fucking company from the ground up, and they like to play together, they like to create, and all of a sudden you have a bunch of jerk. I mean, I could envision the villain for this. The guy was a nerd once, and then he, you know, got a little bit of power, and he started just fucking everybody. You know what I mean? That's an easy story to write, you know. If you're going to write a story, I'm sure there was something similar that happened, or at least you could dramatize it into that. And um, yeah, man, Dungeons and Dragons is 
it's it's so much fun, and then, but nobody wanted to play with us either. Like that's nerd stuff, you know. It's like well, it wasn't uh, there wasn't much of a scene in this area. There wasn't. It was, it was gay to play. D&D there's sort of there. there's a few people I know. I don't know if Blake still listens. He just lives right up there. Blake, if you're listening, next time you have a D and D night, can they still play. Invite the boys. Yeah. Neat. They have game night. I think sometimes they do D&D. Awesome. So Blake and uh, who else does it? I'm not sure who else does it. But you just live right up the fucking road. We'll bring beer or something, okay? We'll try it out. I want to try it. I've never done it. I know Nick Rhodes used to play a lot. I think Nick goes up there with them. Yeah, that, that whole crew, okay. But yeah, I want to try it because it seems like a lot of fun. It's it's a little bit of a learning, actually a pretty steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm but, retarded, so never mind. I'll just but, watch. But once you once you get past uh, a certain point, and you start getting into the I fantasy if, part of it. I wonder if there's a Twitch channel to where you can watch people play Dungeons and Dragons. That would be awesome. I know Brian Posehn. World has of a, Warcraft. Is, World of Warcraft is Dungeons and Dragons. Brian Posehn has a podcast uh, called Nerd Poker, and they just play Dungeons and Dragons and talk shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Brian Posehn too. That's a podcast you said. Yeah, okay, I got it's called Nerd Poker. I got to check that out. Um, Favorite things. I'm still doing that, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, got lost yeah, for a yeah. second. <laughs> um, That's pretty good battle music. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I kind of want to get a mace and just start bashing shit. You know, you'd be a cleric. What? Uh, Clerics can't use dead weapons. He could be a fighter and have a. Barbarian yeah, yeah, yeah. A fighter can use any weapon, like a warhammer. Yes, like an axe. Dwarf would usually use an axe or a, or a hammer. They're stronger and more durable. They have a higher constitution. They don't have a, they don't have a strength as much as a fighter, but they have a higher constitution. It's getting really deep. We're losing so many listeners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> elves can start out, and they can be elves, and they can use magic and weapons. Magic users cannot use weapons. Well, they can use a dagger. That's the only thing they can use. Or a staff, or, well, yeah, the but that, they staff? can't use that. They can't use that as a melee weapon. Though, I don't think. Can no, they? I thought they could. I, I don't. I don't know. See, it's been so long since I played. Halflings can use anything, and they're actually that's racist, though. So <laughs> it is a pretty racist term. Halfling, yeah, yeah. it actually really is. And hobbit, like, like and hobbit is, hobbit is like fighting word. Yeah, it's like saying nigger. <laughs> like <laughs> mud blood in in Harry Potter. That is. Very racist. <laughs> yes, it, it is. sounds like something somebody would call a black person. Yes, it does. Squib, squib, Squ- yeah, squib, squib. Ma- mango uh. bagger, mango cricketer. Hmm. Anyway, I don't want no squib. Squib is a girl that can't get no love from me. And then at the passenger side, trying to holler at me. So what? Favorite thing? Has anybody done a favorite thing yet? He was talking about the book, uh, something about Elvin. Oh, all right, that's how we got into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's how we got into the very intense, in-depth nerd talk. That's how we got into the what the elves const- the, the the constitution of the dwarf and the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember the artwork. I, I'm still remembering. I, I don't know if I have an eidetic memory, but I have a pretty sharp memory when it comes to that stuff. I remember all the artwork in it, and it was. Larry Elmore and Jeff Easley did a lot of it. I love it. It's just great. I so. remember the sermons in church. Against uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Well, it was the same day that they did a, the sermons against heavy metal music. And so they just went ahead and chucked uh, Dungeons and Dragons in with it, too. And all I wanted to do was play fucking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> While listening to heavy metal music. Listen to fucking Ozzy and ACDC. <laughs> yeah. I was seven. After Christ, devil comes. I mean, the, they had the records up there and the fucking ACDs. DC covers look so fucking cool. Like the Highway to Hell cover. Yeah, that was the one we they had got up the here. horns on. Listen to this. It's like, dang. 
Damn it. I was like, oh, shit. That's awesome. Oh, shit. I started vibing in the fucking chair. Man. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, Lord. <laughs> My dad was tapping his toes. I was like, yeah, man, it's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> You got any other favorite things? You, you went on a little bit of a yes. retail therapy spree today. Yeah, I, I bought some stuff. I bought uh, a Nintendo Switch. Fuck yeah. Which I, my daughter, I bought one for my daughter, and I have admired it ever since. So well, here's like, the thing. We went to Best Buy, and I was in there, and I, and I picked up the Switch, and I started playing. Apparently, it's just a remastered version of Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. like the first one, and it was fucking great. Yeah. The graphics are amazing. And it's really gorgeous. It was so fucking fun. I was I was I played for like fifteen minutes while yeah, you trying you to decide what yeah, you're gonna yeah. do. Because I walked away, I come back and you're still I'm like fuck yeah. <laughs> I got I the raccoon thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flying squirrel. Yeah, that's what he is and then that one he was a flying squirrel. And I was like, Jesus, I kinda of fucking almost want to get one of these. Yeah. And I think we can I think you can do I don't know, I have to check it out because um I bought Legend of Zelda, and, I've, and I'm sure I can buy at least a few games online. I might go ahead and just buy Mario Brothers online. You can, too. If they have an online thing, you can definitely. They def, if that game is for sale, it'll be on there. It might be in the system already. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works. I'm hoping. Um, and then I bought, the biggest surprise was I bought that Neo Geo, that little Neo Geo system. And I love Neo Geo games. And... Which included such games as Samurai Showdown and Metal Slug and all these great shooters. And, you know, back in the day would have been quarter pumpers, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and they're on there. And the graphics you've seen is flawless. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. It's only a hundred bucks. And you can, um, hook it up to the TV. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping I can play through the thing and, and not have to buy that controller. That would kind of suck if I couldn't. You know what I mean? You should be able to control. I, I would think I would probably Figure be that able later. to because that's just an, that's just an image going up there. They couldn't control. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you I'm, should be able to. Yeah, I'm going to do that. We'll figure that out. Just give it a shot. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I I had a holiday, but not a holiday bonus check. But I had some uh, vacation left that I didn't take, so I got got it on a check. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go. You know? Would you rather just take the vacation or? Get just get paid for it. It depends on what I was doing on the vacation. If I could go see girlfriend or my daughter, um, of course I'd rather take the vacation. I like seeing what, the what did you have like two days left or something? Four. Oh, really? Yeah, so Dang, yeah. you took five. Yeah, you get ten. Oh, Jesus, I took six. I took a one day, one day, too. I didn't know that. And then it's getting ready to roll over. Actually, it has rolled over again. It's Jan- well, no, January's, and I can so I get ten more days. On Tuesday, you'll. Get ten more days. Yeah, and I'm already planning. If you get five days in between your three day weekends, that's eleven days. Yeah, so I'm taking that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go do something. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. We need to. We need to go to the. Uh, John and I were talking about it. The uh, fucking tri-state, whatever it's called now, Mardi Gras Casino. Mm-hmm. They need to have fights up there. Because I know oh, that what an actual place for people to fight, like actual like MMA fights, right? Because uh, they they kept having events in the Civic Center, mm-hmm. and there'd be eight hundred to a thousand people there, but it's in the Civic Center, so it, it's empty essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. So if they could find a place to do fights, that would be quite fun to go there and watch fights. Then go out and. And fucking play cards or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm no good at cards, but I can yeah, watch people cards. play cards. But like they, you could. There's a sports book. Well, there. you could. You can go this, bet on things. You could go to the fight. 
get sloshed, gamble, and then crash. Yeah, it's the hotel. all there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of that that sounds like a, a fucking fun weekend to me. And it's just and whenever it's all over, it's just an hour drive home. Yeah. That's it. John, you got a favorite thing? Um were you done, Chuck? Yeah. I think that I think that um you know I I think that maybe my favorite thing this week is is just you know, really appreciating myself <laughs> and um how uh, how difficult it is. Um, when you're the, I mean, being the greatest man who has ever lived, uh, carries a lot of responsibility with it. It's not, you know, it's just like, it's like looking at someone's Facebook and everything looks, you know, they're just showing the highlights of their life. It's like, I mean, people that, people that know me and know how great I am, they, they just see my greatness and they, but they don't get to see all the work that I have to put in to be as great as I am. Uh, so that's really my favorite thing is, 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 you know, just trying to trying to find a way to make talking about how great I am into a favorite thing without sounding arrogant. Mm. Um, it's like, I mean, it's you know, it's like so much is expected of you. It's like you're already the greatest, but then you can't just rest. That you can't just stop. Like, you can't rest you can't, on your laurels. Yeah. No, you 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 constantly have to improve yourself and make yourself better. And and you know that's really hard. And. Um, and more, well, one of the more frustrating things, this might be more of an umbrage thing, but, but one of the things that frustrates me about being the greatest man who has ever lived is that other people don't do a very good job of articulating how great you are because they're, they're not really great enough to come up with the words. Well, they don't have the... Um, they're great. Word, words their greatest quotient is, is low. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, oh, that's cute. He's trying to talk about... I mean, trying really hard to flatter me, but it's just coming up short. <laughs> yeah. That's um. Yeah, you know what what always struck me about you is how humble you are. Well, that's the other thing is that you know people tell me all the time that that I'm humble, (laughs) and um, it's just it's just kind of hard. It's just kind of funny because it's like it's like yeah, I mean nobody's better at being humble than you. Yeah, I mean it's like (laughs) it's a hard thing. Believe me. It's a hard thing to improve upon because once you're at the absolute rock bottom of humility, it really is a rock bottom. I mean, then you have to flagellate you yourself. Can't, you stuff. can't improve on that like you can with your greatness. Like, like I, I can always be great, but but my humble game can only go down to rock bottom, and I've been there since the beginning. Well, yeah. but I, I've noticed you've you've recently been using the cat o nine tails on yourself yeah, to, to flagellate. To yeah. flagellate, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm I'm be- being self loving. While I do it, because he is a bit of a sadist, so and ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Which is the one that likes pain? Masochist. Uh, masochist. He's a bit of a masochist. Sadist too, but sadist sadist like to inflict pain on others. Masochists like pain on themselves. Yeah, so it's the only way it can come. Yeah. So that's that's you know, just my greatness is my favorite thing, and yeah, just how hard I've worked to maintain this level. And also bringing yourself down to our level to come here and be in this, be on the show every week. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's another really hard thing about it is that you're basically just you constantly have to subject yourself to crappy people because everyone sucks. It's true, compared to you. It's true. It's true. My self esteem's going down by the second. <sighs> well, get get better. Not everyone can be the greatest man who's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There's there's John. 
um, Kim Jong Un and Carrot Top. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean, it. That's the, the those are the the Big Mac, the Whopper, and the uh, and, and the Big and Tasty down Baconator. in the down in the, the yeah, down maybe. in the upper top tens. You've got Polly Shore, Donald Trump, yeah, Stephen uh, Baldwin. I would love to see a sitcom with <laughs> Polly Shore and Donald Trump and Stephen Baldwin. Yes, <laughs> I w- I would actually love to see that. Actually, see how they dude. Do where's my condo? <laughs> dude, where's my billions of dollars? Yeah. <laughs> no, but people just don't understand it. They just think, you know, oh, being great is just like a walk in the park. It's like you just have everything. It's like, no, motherfucker. It's like, I have to think about it. You know, it, it does come to me naturally and it is very easy, but I do have to be conscious of the fact that I have to right. constantly be better than you. Gotcha. It's not as easy as it looks. I mean, it's really easy. <laughs> But, it's only easy for you. But it's not as easy as you think it is. Right. For another person, it wouldn't be quite so easy. Well, it'd be impossible. No. Yeah. Inconceivable. Back a few months ago, I was hitting that. <laughs> Inconceivable. Anything else? That's all my favorite, sir. <laughs> I think it's it. <laughs> um, let's see what I got. Uh, I went and saw Vice on Christmas Day. It's the movie about... Dick Cheney. Yep. And it is very fucking good. It's yeah. funny. It's uh how great was Rockwell in it? <sighs> fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He's fucking great. Well, see the thing about Rockwell's all of his uh Sam Rockwell, of course, the greatest actor in the world. Yeah. Um all of his characters are just a little bit the same. They're a little bit him. Yeah. So he just changes up his accent a little bit and becomes George W. Bush and he's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. But uh Christian Bell is Something else, man. Dude, he's, he's, he's he's tremendous. I mean, I know they had to make him up a little bit, but did he put on weight? Did he go through all that shit? Put on yeah. weight again? He did. He's gonna die early. From, yeah, he is. From his body is just from been doing all put that. The ringer. I mean, he went. He did the machinist, where he got down to like ninety five pounds, oh, God, and then disgusting. got jacked back up to play the Dark Knight again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, if you notice though, and I, it was might have been by design. Still here, yeah. Um, he for the first Batman movie is the most jacked he was in the role. Yeah, I mean he got not as quite as jacked as the Dark Knight, and then on the Dark Knight Rises he was almost a normal guy. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he was like that. He was supposed to be playing a little bit older, older, and, and body was beaten. And I think that I think um, the machinist was between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. So he got down to like ninety five pounds. Uh, the the fighter. When he played, yeah. uh, what's his face? Irish Mickey Ward. Was yeah. it Mickey or his brother? Who's Mickey? The, he was all fucked up. Yeah, because uh, Dropkick Mercury's had have a song about him called The Warrior's Code. But he um, he got down super skinny, had to play a crackhead. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking amazing in it. And then in the American Hustle, he got fat again <laughs> for that role, that which was a fucking hair. great movie. <laughs> that movie's hilarious. Yeah, it's good. But uh, as Dick Cheney, man, he, he got the voice down. Perfect. Yeah. And huh, the mannerisms. And it was, uh, and also, there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie, which is great. Uh, fucking Adam McKay is a great director, great writer, all that shit. He says, this is a true story. And then the next line, well, at least as true as we can make it, Dick Cheney was a very private and secretive person. 
We did our fucking best. <laughs> I wonder what Dick, Dick, did Dick Cheney die? No, he's still around, man. He's never going to die. I mean, what did he? I wonder what he thinks about it. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to sue him for libel. Can't sue him. I mean, they, they could always just say defamation of character. Yes, you can. You could always just say it's not a documentary. I mean, you know, like in Fargo, it says it's a true story. It's not right. So, like, they, they could just say they made up a bunch of stuff, man. But um, if any of it is is half true, he's not only a genius, but he's the most evil person that has ever walked the face of the earth. Well, yeah. <laughs> did you hear half the shit he did with the water and the not washing their uniforms? What's this on? That they so they Halliburton when he when they they uh, were in charge of the water, and you had. You had fucking Americans coming back with typhoid fever and diseases that died in the fucking 1600s. And they got them when they were over there because he wouldn't clean the water properly. Technically, he was not in charge of Halliburton at the time. Yeah, he was just profiting from it. There's a scene in the fucking movie um, whenever he, uh, whenever they get elected and they win the presidency or they're, or they're getting ready to get elected. And, uh, his wife, who's Amy Adams, she's great. Oh, yeah, of course. Walks up and says, oh, Halliburton sent us a bonus check. It was triple the amount we thought it was. He's like, well, they know what they're doing. Because he knew what they what they were going to do. Eventually get into a war and somebody's got to rebuild Iraq. <laughs> God, so funny. Uh, and there's a war room scene. Fucking Steve Carell plays. Who plays uh, Donald Rumsfeld? Carell. Steve Carell. How's he, how's he do? He does great. Donald Rumsfeld apparently is just a jackass. Yeah, he's a very jerk. smart. He's very a smart. Jerk off. But like he's loud and boisterous and people just didn't like him. Yeah. But um, God, what was where was I going? Oh, there's a scene in the war room about what they're going to do about uh, 9/11, and and rum, rummy is what they called him mm-hmm. is uh, talking about Iraq. <laughs> there's no way that they didn't have something something or other, and uh, he's got two choices, and uh, he's he's tell Cheney's the one that makes the decision, at least in this scenario, that they need to go into Iraq as well as Afghanistan. He did something. Something about uh, the way that they focused focused on something about unilateral power. And, of course, there's a scene where he's talking to George uh, to see if he wants to be his vice president. And he said, you know, I'll take more of the, take care of more of the mundane things like foreign policy, domestic policy, energy, <laughs> uh, like everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah. And uh, you uh, just focus on the regular duties of the president. <laughs> Some bitch. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Trump was, uh, not to go off the sidebar, but when Trump was, he said after, because he, he wanted a vice president to handle literally all the things you just said that Donald Trump, yeah. and I'm worried about making America great again. That's what he's, he just wanted the job. It was real. Yeah. yeah just wanted the job. I think they were yeah. wanting to get Kucinich. Yeah. Not Kucinich, fucking the guy from Ohio. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, Kasich. Kasich, John Kasich. Yeah. They were wanting to get Kasich as Kasich vice. fucking hates him. But uh, go, go ahead, go. Cheney, um, it's 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 fucking good. It's really good. There's some funny parts, but it's fucking terrifying if it's true. And I I can't imagine it not being true because it's exactly what I thought. Cheney was running everything, and George was just like a figurehead. And he, there's some sort of a clause in like the Constitution that the uh, the vice president can do all the stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like it's some sort of a power thing. Yeah, I forget what it's called though. But it's very it's it's a um, start to finish. It drags just a little bit because it's a political fucking movie. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, it's one of the better movies I've seen this year. And if uh, Christian Bale doesn't get an Oscar or something, there's something wrong because that motherfucker's good. Has he even been nominated yet? He's been nominated for, for American Hustle. I thought he was nominated. I think he was too. But goddamn, that movie's good. And I saw. I also went and saw The Mule. It's not as good. Yeah. It's the Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. But um, it wasn't bad. But like the, he's like a flower guy. He grows flowers and stuff. And he's so mad about the internet, like um, taking all the flower jobs and like his business goes tits up. And he um he goes to somebody's funeral or something. Or no, his his daughter's getting married and there's like a pre wedding party or something. And his his ex wife there screaming at him because he he only wanted to work and and now the business is gone and all this stuff. He's going out to his truck and like a, little, a Mexican guy comes out and says, "Oh!" And he's got stickers all over his truck from where he's been driving his truck. And the guy's like, "Oh, it looks like you've been everywhere." And he just goes, "Yeah, I took this truck all over the world. Never had a ticket, not one, not one ticket. Never had one." He goes, "Oh, see, I got a friend that needs uh, <laughs> that needs good drivers, uh, good careful drivers to haul haul things for him." Now here, take this card and cut to him pulling into a garage and getting shitloads of heroin dumped in the back of his truck. <laughs> like, how paper thin is that? Yeah, There's no like, hmm. It's Maybe just, I should consider this. Yeah. <laughs> but Sometimes Eastwood, man, he, I think he's phoning it in. I think he's at the point where he's. I don't want to say that it was an entertaining movie, though. Oh, it's sure. good. I mean, it, it, I would give it like a six out of ten. So we're passing. But just paper thin. He's so old, and he puts himself over a lot in the movie. Like he's like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, they needed a Shawn Michaels to balance him out. They needed somebody. <laughs> like he goes and visits the cartel, and Andy Garcia is the guy, and like all these women are wanting to fuck him, and he's like dancing. You know, he's old and frail now. It's just all weird. Yeah, he could have got somebody younger to play him. Yeah, but anyway, enough shitting on that. We're supposed to be doing favorite things. Everybody's been talking about Bird Box. I watched it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's as good as everybody says it is, but it's probably an eight. Eight out of ten. That's pretty solid. That's high praise. Yeah. It, it it made me nervous. It made me very fucking nervous. And um, Because they're in a world, something happens, and if you look at this thing, you kill yourself. <laughs> it makes you kill yourself. And some people, uh, it... It uh, it doesn't make them kill themselves, but it makes them make other people look at the thing, and then they kill themselves, and they kill themselves in awesome ways. And you have to figure out a way to survive without killing yourself. It's really good. People should watch that movie. It's Did it tell, does it ever reveal what it is? No. There's a spoiler for you. Oh. Doesn't tell you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's good. Like I think I like that better. It's than, fucking creepy. Yeah. Watching people just off themselves after they see just this. seeing this thing like oh I have to die now. Yeah. It was sort of remind, remember uh, the happening like, I didn't, I didn't when the Earth it. fought back. I didn't watch that piece was, of shit. It was pretty good. I like. No, it. come no, on. No, it was dumb, but I liked it. Yeah, okay. Like, there's a scene in that movie where like there's a guy mowing his lawn and like a wind blows through and he gets off of his lawnmower and lays in front of it and it runs over him and it shoots his fucking. That shit. sounds like a, a worked up fucking. <laughs> Maximum overdrive is what it sounds. Like. Well, the, the the lawnmower just kept going, but like the the premise of the the happening is the Earth is fighting back against humans who are killing it. So it's part of the what the Gaia theory. <laughs> and, okay. and Mark Wahlberg has to figure it out. So hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. What's going on here? 
And Zoe Deschanel somehow. Has to hey, you doing, too. dog? <laughs> Fur looks great. It's wonderful. Hey, hey goat. <laughs> How's your mother? <laughs> yeah, I like I liked it. Uh, the Bird Box. Uh, Sandy Bullock's good. I call her Sandy. We're, we're cool. Um, Malkovich had no clue who was in it. Solid. Oh yeah, always solid. Always. Um, never seen him turn into bad performance. I've seen him in, in some bad movies, but never did badly. Yeah, yeah there's one scene where uh, when it's all happening. Sandra Bullock's pregnant and she's like down on the ground and a woman comes out to help her and then she sees the thing apparently and then she just goes and gets into a car that's on fire and the car explodes. <laughs> it's fucking insane the way these people kill themselves. I, I really like like you know the the death scenes in the um in the uh fucking that one movie that series of movies where all this fucked up shit happened the uh, like where the fucking oh final destination yeah those, those it's sort of like those except for these people are doing them doing it to themselves <laughs> you know yeah but I liked it I liked it I thought it was good some of it was funny like watching these people trying to figure out a way to kill themselves real quick like what's handy <laughs> it's like the, it's like a living version of that uh, that old game five minutes to die you ever play that. I've heard about it. You're in an office. You can slam your head in the fucking. Drawer. It's sort of like that. Like somebody just, <laughs> a lady just picked up something and just started stabbing her neck with it. I, I think. Uh, I think. I think you might like it. I don't know. You might I'm, not. I'm sure I would. I don't know. Anyway, um, what what next? What now? Umbridge. Yeah. Let's go to Umbridge. How long have we been doing this? Yeah. Pretty, pretty solid. Huh. You're so vain. You probably think this song is a better Fuck, what else was there? I finished F is for Family. Oh, yeah? It's good, man. That show's fucking good. And of course, they put a 15-minute long fucking ad at the beginning of the theme song. <laughs> queers. The cheese that goes. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> what kind of umbrage we got this week, fellas? I actually don't really have any this week. Nothing has really made me angry. I experienced some road rage. Like, Let me hear about it. Um, well, it's going over Golly Mountain. I was not having a good day. And there's the two lane, you know, there right around Hawks, the golf course, where when you're going up over the mountain, you know, going from Golly Bridge to mm-hmm. Fayetteville or whatever. That's for the trucks and slow people to get to the right so that other people can go around. And there was a sort of a gold colored sedan. In front of me, not going terribly slow, but going going slow, slow enough. enough, certainly slow enough that I would certainly opt to pass them. Sure. And the person got in the left lane and stayed in the left lane. Mm. What what kind of what state license plate did this person have? Ohio. Yes. So I got behind them. I laid on the horn. And I stayed behind them with the horn on <laughs> for over a mile. Were they looking? 
Yeah, and then I was being very aggressive with him the whole time, like like getting behind him, then speeding up and getting real close, and getting behind him, speeding up, and getting real close. <laughs> God just damn, like, man! Like, like I was re- like I was ready to pull, like I was ready to fight this person. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, learned, I learned that I learned that trick from my mom. The hold your horn, tailgate someone and hold your horn. Only she would do it and pull people over, oh and my then God. pull them out of the car and, and scream. Just at, fucking and, start laying and ham and eggers and scream at them. Yeah, she did that <laughs> shit. Damn, while we were little kids in the car. That's amazing. Your mom sounds like a real gem. (laughs) She's outrageous. Truly, truly outrageous. She she didn't fuck around. (laughs) I can't think of any umbrage I had uh, this week. You got anything at all? Like, no, just more umbrage with myself, then that's understandable. No, I'm just, uh, I had one of those moments of clarity where I was, like, really upset, and then, and it happened last night. I was really upset, and then I looked at myself, and it's like I stepped outside myself, and I didn't like what I saw, and I knew what I had to change. So, I've been, again, started today in doing that, and tomorrow will be more, the next day will be more, you know. I don't. When you dislike yourself, I, I think that you should do things to change it, you know, instead of just. And I've been bemoaning it for so many years, most of my life, actually. And I'm sick of it. So, you know, I can't believe I do this on the podcast. People well, you should shit. do this on the podcast. People like this. But um, I've lived so much of my life in fear. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm going to go for things and I'm not going to worry about consequences. Fortune favors the bold. Well, and, you know, and maybe people. I know people like me and I know people love me, but I think I make a lot of people despair because I just have such a hard time with things sometimes. And I don't want to do that anymore. So, you know, I'm. I had a good day today. I lifted weights. We went and ate and hey, spent some money. I'm going to have a good evening. Doing a PCAST. We're yeah. fucking, we're well, fucking and living it up. And you're, and you're doing the self-love thing. It's like that, you know, you went splurge and bought yourself all this shit. You're loving loving on yourself a little bit. Give yourself. Yeah, yeah I think you need to learn that it's okay. But, yeah. Do that. Like you're supposed to, like you have to take care of number one. I mean, that's not selfish to do that because you have to have that foundation. I've talked about it, I think, on the show before. Yeah, you have. You know, you got to have that foundation so that you're in a position. If you're good with yourself, then you know you're better positioned to love others and be a good be a good thing for other people. Right. Um, I'm not saying I'm any good at that shit, but <laughs> pretty bad uh, at myself. I, I know. You know, I'm able to say that this is the you know do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, just take care. You know, take care of yourself. Get your health right. Make yourself feel good. Um, Boost your own ego, you know, uh, all that stuff. Well, I was going to start with, there, there's a couple of steps I'm taking. Phys, you know, it's it's a health thing, an organization thing, a drive thing, uh, having concrete goals and concrete, you know, and small goals to build to bigger ones and all this stuff. And it, it just kind of started today. And I've been, I was tired today because I didn't sleep very well. I was kind of sick to my stomach and all evening and couldn't really sleep. And, uh. You know, I've got two more days after today, and I'm going to really get myself 
to a place where I can get up every day and have a thing that I'm going to do, you know, get up by this time, go do what I'm supposed to do, get all my stuff ready, be ready, go go to work and be you, as good as I can at work. Do you do list making at all? You I do, do sometimes. You, do you, is, it, is it effective for you? Sometimes. Sometimes it it is beats me down because I'm not able to fulfill Because you're looking the at the list, you don't do it, and then you feel guilty exactly. because you're not doing it. Exactly. I have the same problem. Yeah. And you know, that's a rough one. Mm-hmm. Really is. It's not for list making is not for everybody. Um, but I've had good luck with it before. Mostly it's mostly it does help me to meet my goals and be more productive, but then it does cause a lot of anxiety for me sometimes. Yeah, and that's I know exactly what you're talking about. Like my anxiety ramps up because one of the reasons my anxiety ramps up is because I'm not doing what's familiar. And to me, what's familiar, let me describe a day. I get done with, I get up, I go work out. I work out for oh, quite a while, actually. Are you up to do two, I mean, two do, hours, do you, three hours? Sometimes, hours two hours. Do you, do you not pee? Do you, don't you like pee or get some? Well, nope, he, go, he goes in full. <laughs> do you, do you drink, he goes any, in, drink does, anything? Or? He goes in well, and does squats full of piss. I go take my alpha test, which is a herbal testosterone booster. I'll take my kratom. My pre-workout, go to the gym, work out, get done, go, wait, to, the, wait, go to the store. I'm going to pause you right there. What's this alpha test stuff? I'm interested in that. John's interested in that. Yeah, you can get it at uh, Walmart. It's actually fairly effective. It's, it's herbal. Mm-hmm. So it's probably got like, like maca and horny go weed. And- well, it's got uh, tribulus. Okay, I don't know that one. It's a it's some sort of an herbal. Wait, wait, well, we can, we, we'll talk about that. Sure. Hey, I, so, so well, routine. I wish I had it with me, but I don't. But um, And then... After that, I feel like, okay, I have to sit down and relax and rest before I go to work. I have to sleep more. What is really happening with that is my depression is so profound that I have worked my depression into my day. I can't do that anymore. And it's... What do you mean? But what what, what is wrong with resting? Nothing, but that's all I want to do. So... So what? No, nah, man, it's not good. Like, I, I need to... Because I can't even start anything new, like watch anything new or read a book or anything, because it's getting in the way of my rest time. And what do you do during your rest time? Sleep. You turn on a movie that you've seen a dozen that times. I've seen a thousand times. And, and lay down and sleep. And even thinking about it now, for some reason, I don't know what has fundamentally shifted in me, makes me feel horrible about it. Okay, yeah, if you feel bad about it, then yeah. you shouldn't do it. But there's nothing wrong with sleeping. Well, no, but there's... Comfort, comfort is, is my family have you're have, you, you, you're having you're having a, 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 an addiction problem with comfort seeking. Yes. Okay. I definitely. Get, I get that. Yeah. Okay. And I can't like I was doing well, but I felt like I was, and I wasn't even tired. Like I, I've been through this before, and I, I when I first got sober, and I knew what was triggering me into drinking. I would, on purpose, seek out things that made me uncomfortable. Because I was told, if you're breaking out of that rut, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to suck. But by the end of the day, you're going to feel much better about that day because the day has lengthened because you have put so much into it. And I really have... I didn't start drinking again, but I, I became a dry drunk. That's what has happened to me. Like, And it's been for... I know you guys probably have been able to tell for months now I've been like this. And I can't live this way anymore. I'm pushing people away, and I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can barely stand to be around you. <laughs> well, that's always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, I, mean, I, I just assumed you had relapsed. I mean, it's been so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh no, I'd been a lot more fun for a little while. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's uh, just I'm working with myself and with. Uh, The um, I'm no expert in this, but I think you're doing the right thing. The the the, the thing um, where you want to come home after you get done working out and uh, and sleep until you go to work. I I kind of do that too, except for I work early in the morning. So, but whenever I get off of work, I just want to come home and and do nothing. Right. And I haven't got it to where I I only cook things that are just super easy. Or yeah, I do that too. I do that a lot. Like, and I don't meal prepare because then I have to take time out of my leisure time to prepare this meal. I was like, well, I only have a few hours. You know, if I would just make that work for me. Okay, I have days off. Here's what I'm going to do on these days off. I prepare my, prepare my meals, get all my stuff ready, get everything organized, and then I can do leisure without feeling bad. Like, okay, I've done all this stuff. Everything's ready to go. Now it's okay for me to do this. I'll read a book or even watch something I've watched before or something like that. But I would rather use my leisure time again to improve myself and build things and build some neural pathways, get some synapses firing. You know what I mean? Like keep things. So you, you are asking me about uh, teaching to play guitar. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know that I have time to do that because we work such different schedules. Right. Um, John? Would you want to teach him to play guitar? I can teach you how to play the guitar. Awesome. See, he, like he also that. he he actually knows. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I just kind of figured it out. Nobody taught me. He he took lessons. His brother was good. And I was like, he might be he might be able to teach you how to play. I don't think I could do it very well. <laughs> well, I don't even have to. I don't know, man. It's just. How about clarinet? Have you thought about clarinet? <laughs> Oboe. I think, I think what you're experiencing is, is um, I, I don't want to call it midlife crisis, but it is. Kind of is. Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's something I think we're all kind of going through. And I know a lot of other people our age that are going through it where you're like um, trying, you know, trying to, the, all the whole new neural path because our brains are changing. Yeah. And our hormones are changing. And it's, it's a really fucked. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, adolescence times two, only now is bad. Right. Part two. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like it's like things are changing. Like you can and you can feel. It's like I, I'm never going to be able to do all the shit that I could do physically ten, twenty, you know, ten years ago. And my brain is slowing down. And there's all these 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 changes happening. And it's like, and I still have plenty of time left to be used to to have vitality and enjoy life and learn things and experience life. And you just kind of reach this point where it's like I need to I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like a shit or get off the pot. Yeah, basically. Yes. I've there have been, I want you to shit, sir. <laughs> there have been times <laughs> that I have done that. When I first got sober, it was a whirlwind of self-improvement and feeling better. I did have I ne- I never drank relapsed, but I had a relapse where I I lost my mind like for a while. And I feel like I've gone through that again. And man, that's just you know what I mean? And that's that's what happens. That's for me. That's like being human. I mean, other people seem to be happy and don't have these problems. But I know exactly. I totally relate with what you're saying. I mean, like wherever you go, there you are. You know what I mean? You keep, but it's 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 kind of a myth of Sisyphus thing. You know what I mean? It's like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the guy pushing the rock uphill. Well, it's it's like this. 
this is the metaphor that I was thinking about. There's a table full of people, and okay, play play commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, like for me, it's like when I've reached a point where you know was in long term relationship and got out of it, and I felt really great. You know, it was like blissful just being able to sit at my own house and have all my own space to myself. It was just great. And then I just kind of, I just kind of binged on, uh, what I was calling self care and what I was really just being kind of gluttonous and just, I'm just not going to do, if I don't feel like doing anything today, I'm not going to do anything today. If I, you know what I mean? Whatever I wanted to do from, if I feel like Netflixing all day today, that's what I'm going to do. And I just really kind of went deep into that. So I'm going to see how far into this I can go and see what happens. And I kind of, did that for not the whole year or anything like that. And obviously, I have a farm to run. I have things to do. But really went pretty deep into the being a total turd. <laughs> and um, and I'm at the end of it now. My my thing was I'm just going to do nothing. I actually said I planned. I said I'm going to do as little as fucking possible for a year. And it's here we are. New Year's Eve is right around the corner here. And I have to decide what I want to do. And I've got to the point with my farm where I it's not bringing me any joy. Um, it's fucking hard. People don't appreciate what I'm doing. The business part is failing. Um, I could do better. There are things, obviously there's always things you could do better and make it. But at the end of the day, even if I did all those things, obviously I'd be happier. I'd feel more accomplished. But it's not... You know, it's not feeding my soul in the way that I thought it was. This whole, like, going back to nature shit and being homesteader and being self-sufficient, all this shit. It just hasn't really filled me up the way, you know. I had this vision like it was going to, you know what I mean? If I just do these things and I I teach myself this discipline and I do all this fucking hard shit, you know, become a man and do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be, you know, then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be able to achieve the happiness thing, not happiness. I'm not delusional, but I'll be able to get to a point where I'm proud of who I am. And, um, and, and in some ways I am, but I, I, it hasn't, um, it's not giving me the joy that I thought it would give me. And so I'm just at this crossroads where it's like, I've got this fucking, I'm married to these, fi- I can't travel anywhere. I can't do anything. Cause I've got all these, this livestock to care for, um, and I'm using that as a crutch to continue to live in this depression because I have to be, because I have to keep, stay here and take care of the animals. And it's like, there's so many other things I could do and so many other places I could go and so many other people I could meet, but I can't because I'm married to these animals that I'm going to fucking eat. Yeah. And so I'm at this crossroads personally where I'm just like, I think maybe, I think I might've made the wrong choice. I don't think I should have bought that place. I think I fucked up. I think I've wasted the last six years of my life just trying to prove to myself that I'm a man or something. And um, so I, I know what you're saying. You know, I'm feeling it too. And um, so my my solution is that's well, well, I failing as a farmer. I don't or I don't love doing this or whatever. So um, maybe I'll just try being a, a ninja. <laughs> and so that's pretty much that's pretty much what I've been doing. Is trying to transition from being farmer to ninja. a regenerative farmer into a, hopefully a really badass ninja. Yeah. God. Um, and, I, and I think there's probably about as much demand for ninja services as there are 
for regenerative farmer services in Fayette County. So maybe I'll move. I don't know. Maybe I'll get the fuck out of here. Somewhere's got to need some ninjas. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, I start, you know, so it's like I've got these like really, you know, I'm a realistic guy. It's like for the first chunk of my life, my I was like, well, it's obviously it's it's the easiest choice is to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do that because that's definitely what I'm. People are there's, you know, I'm definitely going to succeed at that. It's a no brainer choice. It's like going into plumbing or law or something. Right. There's always going to be jobs in the rock. Always going to be a call for rock. Yeah. yeah, if you do A and B, you'll get C. So I tried that and that didn't pan out. I said, well, people need food, so I'm going to, you know, obviously that's something. So next logical step: trained assassin. <laughs> yeah, hand to hand combat specialist. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, that whole thing, Thoreau, we've talked about it before, that uh, most people live lives of quiet desperation. and Oh, for sure. There's a raging inferno inside everyone. And th- the fact that we keep it together without doing mass shootings even more so than we already do is amazing. Yeah, and... There's, there's so much that I hate about everything. <laughs> That's a good quote. <laughs> there's so much that I, I hate, hate most things. <laughs> yeah, but there's also so much that I love. And well, I, I'm trying to focus on that shit more. If you notice, we don't really talk about the, the politics as much anymore on this. Any, no, it doesn't do any good. It's starting I mean, to it, get boring. I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I've had. I thought I'd never say that. I've had my fill of it. I don't. I don't care. It's anymore. not like I can only make so many jokes. You know. Yeah, and I it's can. I can only fun. be so upset about shit. You know. And I've I've softened. Like I don't know. I, I'm still disgusted with the whole thing, and you know it does bother me some days. But I need to, you know, direct some of my energy inward, and you know, try to figure it out. It's like yeah, it's like one person being super angry about all these injustices in the world all that does it hurt that one person exactly i mean and i've and like anybody else like well no like i've always had to been i I cannot be taught with a tap on the shoulder i have to be taught with a smack in the head with a sledgehammer and that's sledgehammer (laughs) and that's where i'm at like i just had that moment where i'm just like no wonder i push people away no wonder you know I got to change it. So it seems like we're all doing things to change things. Um, you're going to, you said, told me you're going to start doing uh, fighting. You're going to start doing martial arts, Krav Maga or something. And boxing. Yeah. Boxing. And, um, I'm doing the yoga and I'm going to try to do that. And if I get this new job that I'm hoping to get, I'll be up right by uh, the Blue Child's Dojo thinking about going there and getting strangled myself. Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know that I can do kickboxing because. These uh, the kicking that's some dexterity that you got to learn. Well, the beautiful thing about kick kickboxing is you don't have to kick. That's true. I do got hands. Look at Mark Hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like we're all doing new things at least and trying. And I think we should hold each other. We also we also have to give sure. ourselves some credit because we live in a really fucking depressed area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we're all like economically seriously depressed. That's true, but. It's like the Dharma bums, where they go up into the mountains and they they're surrounded by nothing, and then 
we have the knowledge of the world at our fingertips. We have so many things we can do. We're young. We're strong. We can develop things. We can help each other. We can do. We can write a John Wick origin story. <laughs> well, that's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> we can, yeah, we can develop ourselves. And, you know, that's that's where I'm at, where I want to not be defeated before I ever start. So, and It's a frustrating thing to know yourself and, and to see see the good things about yourself, but then to not really feel like you're able to use it. Right. You're absolutely correct. It just makes... Two words never been it just, spoken. It makes you, you know, it's just a flaccid, emasculating feeling. Yeah. I've never, you know, for the past few months, I've never felt so emasculated. And I got to change it. This is not me. So... Uh, what's emasculating you? Is that not something you want to talk about on here? Myself. It's yeah. nothing. You're, you're self-flagellating for no reason. Yes. And I've always done it. Like, Is it because I put your dick in a cage and made you... <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. Made you watch <laughs> my mom screw a, screw a horse. Well, where something. was I at during this? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it that way. I know you just meant it was just Saturday night. It was just, 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 just good times. Just a little tease. Yeah. But no, I just... It's nobody's fault except mine. And that's another thing, too. I've blamed so many other people for so much of my shit for so long. And there are valid points to blame. There are valid... Thing, but what is that going to do? It's not going to do anything. So I mean, you can you can acknowledge that damage has happened and how it happened without being in a state of victimhood. Sure, it's sort of it's you're like, still fucking responsible for it. It's like somebody a, rapes you. I mean, it's not your fault, but you're responsible for dealing with it. Absolutely, it's like a a football game. Well, if we hadn't fumbled three times, we would have won by two touchdowns. But we fumbled three times. Right. You know? Too many ifs in that statement. Yeah, if ifs and buts were candy, candy and nuts, nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Jinx. Owe me a Coke. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's easy to blame. Even whenever there's plenty of blame to go around for all the fucked up shit that's fucked up with all of us. It's easier It's easier to do that. But there comes a time and there's a point where you just got to sack up. And I know it's gendered language to say man up but you kind of do even yeah. if you're a woman you kind of got to do it you got to right. man up tit right? up you got to tit up labia up <laughs> i said tit up to somebody on the internet one time like meaning it really well like trying to be gender neutral or whatever and i got kicked off of the site neat was this at a in a yahoo chat room or something <laughs> it, was a, it was a permaculture site fuck permaculture <laughs> fucking psychopaths is fucking cult man there's a fucking cult is it sort of like... Uh, no, it's great. It's a great way of thinking about things, but the people that get into it... Isn't that Joel Salatin guy? He's a... Joel Salatin is not permaculture. Oh. He's regenerative? Is that him? He's a re- yeah, he's a regenerative farmer. You could say that. But he's been on Rogan, I think, once or twice. He is... Uh, he's just... He's actually a very practical, conventional... Practical, conventional man, but he's... I don't know. His model of farming is is what... People need to start doing not because I feel like they should, but because it actually works. Proven results, you know? yeah. Yeah, um, man, we're uh, we're fucking, we're going to do it. I just uh, want to. We're going to do it. We're we are infinitely insignificant and infinitely great all at the same time. Amen. Um, 
last thing. Uh, the fights last night. Oh shit! Um, that was fun. The, yeah, there were good fucking fights, but the the most notable ones will fucking BJ Penn, a guy sneaking <laughs> sneaking and getting a hill hook on him. Was that, that was amazing. Was that Ryan hey, Hall. That, that was Ryan Hall. That was that was ridiculous. That was slick. And uh, he probably ripped BJ Penn's knee apart. But uh, the, the big one was Amanda Nunes, who is a Brazilian, non-white, gay, uh, married, almost, I don't know if she's married yet, woman who beat the fuck out of Chris Cyborg and became the uh, double champ. She's the champ of the 135-pound division and the 145-pound division. And she's cute as a button. She's a, she's a good-looking woman. She's and super nice. Great personality. The UFC could turn her into Conor McGregor if they wanted to. Yeah. Especially getting get, all the intersectionality points. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The intersectionality Absolutely. thing. And she's get, checking all the boxes. Get all these women who, who, who see this as a barbaric sport to get in on it and be like, you know. It's like there's all these women who are like... Uh, f- on the fucking Tinder site, it's like oh, I love go Browns or go this football team football. This is the sport you should be watching. And yeah, and then and yeah, and then you talk about it's like oh yeah, I'm training MMA. It's like oh, that's just barbaric. Football is so much more barbaric. Okay. I know this because I I did it for six by, years. By, bar- yeah, play, by barbaric, yeah. do you mean more interesting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to say football is not an interesting sport. There's uh, a lot of strategy and all that crap. Yeah, but it's so much like watching a fight is so much more satisfying to me anymore. Especially one like that, where I was like, I thought, I thought, we talked about. It. I think Amanda Nunes can win if she, uh, you know, mm-hmm. moves around and gets Cyborg into the third or fourth round. I think she could probably probably get her down and maybe submit her. I did not expect that in a million years. Fifty one seconds. She told her strategy. It's like when she come forward at me, I I get I kick her in the leg, and then she's going to get really mad and come at me like <laughs> like a bat out of hell, and then I'll just move my head and just fucking drop bombs. She fucking dropped bombs on her. Knocked her. It's like she face planted. That's how hard she. You don't see women knock other women out like that. Right. She fucking face planted. It was like Mark Hunt hit her. And then she walks away and like, and she should, she should be on every TV show. She should be on everything. Yeah. And I haven't watched anything sports related today, but there's no way they can't make trillions of dollars with her. Because she's also not small. She's not like the small, cute woman like a Paige Van Zant. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a, a good looking. She probably walks around at 160, 170. Yeah. A big, a big gal. And she can fucking crack. My God. It was amazing. And yeah. of course, John Jones fought and he won. <laughs> yeah. Which we knew was going to happen anyway. Yeah. We kind of had that one figured out. The only thing that I was, that I was unsure about is if the fight, if, if it was actually going to happen because he's cursed. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think he's truly cursed. But yeah, if the UFC is smart and they haven't been in the past. I remember when Amanda Nunes fought Ronda. All the all the promotion was Ronda finally coming back. Der, 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 der. And it was, I think it was fifty three seconds that she fucking got rid of Ronda. Yeah, but um, she is the hardest hitting one. Like she hits harder than Cyborg. Cyborg doesn't knock people out like that. Mm-hmm. She usually TKOs them with ground and pound or something. Right. But she fucking dropped that bomb. It looked like a sniper shot. Fucking it's Cyborg. First, is that Cyborg's first loss? It's her first, first one like that. I think she lost early, early in her career. Yeah, but she has, she's been un- unbe- unbeatable for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, she's lost some, some uh, Muay Thai fights and some kickboxing and some boxing fights. Mm-hmm. But as far as MMA, because she's also good on the ground. You never see it yeah. because she's so much bigger than all these other bitches that she's fighting. But she, she just stands up and doesn't let him. Yeah, she's she raffle copters. She she's like a uh, 
the female Vanderlei Silva. Mm-hmm. But uh, Amanda News, she she took a couple of those shots too. But my God, did she come back? She was not afraid. Nope. To throw hands with her. Nope. It was fucking amazing. We went nuts here. Like we went nuts. With, like I like the women's MMA. We get excited from time to time about it, uh, especially if it's a good a good matchup. But it was like uh, if Chael Sonnen had beat Anderson Silva. Yeah. Yeah. That's how nuts we went here. Well, and I, I like the fact that the women's fighting has gone from uh, a novelty yeah. to, to legit. Oh, so. it's legit. She's going to headline pay-per-views. Yeah, and that's great. I think that's awesome. You know, I just. Yeah, it was it was fucking good. I'm, I hope to see her become a huge star. All right. You want a writing prompt for next week? Yeah. Or do you want to continue? No, writing prompt. All right, I'm looking through... Okay, this is... Okay, uh, you're going to love this one. I'm, I'm on Reddit. Okay. It's uh, a superhero gets drunk and forgets they're not meant to show off their powers unmasked. How do you like that? That's a good one. You want me to write it down or send it to you? I'm going to alter it some, but... You can uh, do that. Yeah, but I've already got a... I know what I'm going to do with that. <laughs> it's going to be a Superman one, isn't it? No. Batman? No. Batman doesn't have any powers. Can be a Wolverine one. Oh, okay. Yeah, superhero gets drunk and forgets that they're not meant to show off their powers unmasked. Paul, superhero. <laughs> <laughs> writing prompt. Writing prompt. Writing prompt. Anybody got anything else they want to run their mouths about? No, I think it covers it. What song should we go out on? Hmm. I've got the Beatles pulled up here. Sure, why not? Here we go. This will get us feeling better. A little bit of Here Comes the Sun. Thanks for listening. You're going to hear us talk a lot about all these new things that we're doing here in the future. I'm going to become a yogi. I'm going to open my own studio. Here comes the sun. Thanks for listening to episode 191 in the the books. For my co-host, Old Tater Sucks and John Morgan, goodbye and go fuck yourselves.
Here comes the sun.